and gentlemen of the jury, the prosecution is not going to get that man today. No, because I'm going to get him. episode of the Hagman and Hagman Report. We're coming to you live from our radio and television studios located right here in beautiful northwest Pennsylvania. We broadcast live weeknights, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Global Star Radio Network. That's the place to be, the Global Star Radio Network, the only place to be seen, right? We simulcast on Blog Talk Radio as well, and you can watch us live and by archive normally on our YouTube channel. Links to each audio and video broadcasting venue, of course, uh, you can get right off of Hagman and Hagman.com. We've got two websites, Hagman and Hagman.com. Show information, show prep, homework, stuff, information, news you need to know. It's HagmanReport.com, HagmanReport.com. That's for the news information, show prep, stuff you need to know. And, of course, Hagman and Hagman.com for all of the broadcasting venues. Did I say that right? I don't know. After the debate, my head is spinning. How about you, huh? You know, watching that, that debate, um, how painful was that? Or how interesting was that? Or how far have we gone down the swirly? Right? My goodness. Um, now, a lot of dynamics going on before, during, and after that debate. Right? Yeah. And of course, that was the talk of everything. I, I I watched the debate live with my wife, and uh, watched the after debate, <laughs> and of course the run up to the debate, and then uh, the painful analysis afterwards. What's all of this? Uh, protecting us from or diverting us from I mean obviously it's uh, obviously this is news in and of itself I've never seen anything like this before in, in my life and I'm old Eric just said yeah you are um, yeah I, I'm old uh, but you know looking at the landscape looking at the decorum or lack thereof what happened to the word gravitas Remember that when it was bounced around so much gravitas. Hmm. It was yeah. a rough debate to watch. I uh, yeah tried to watch it. I had to turn it off almost immediately. Well, you, you know, um, boy, if looks could kill too. Did you see the looks of uh, the look by William Jefferson Clinton? Hmm. Uh, that that was wow. Having all those ladies in the same place at the same time with his wife, in the same room with yeah. you, with his wife. Yeah, you can have that. That'll bring a look on your face like that. Yeah, I, I guess I guess it will. Now, folks, uh, Steve Quayle is going to be joining us not at not at the top of this hour, but at the top of next hour. I was talking with him right before the show, and he asked if uh, he, he said, "Look, uh, let's let me come on at." Uh, at the top of the next hour, you know, for the, he, he was in the middle of some things and we were talking and it, it got a little bit late and I said, yeah, let's, let's do that. 
And we're going to be talking about, uh, I'm going to be talking about current events with, with, uh, Steve and about how the current events, whether it's, um, the domestic political situation or the geopolitical situation fit into prophecy. And, and you know, he called it, um, folks, Steve Quayle called it correctly in our program a couple of years ago. And, Right before the show, I was, I was kind of digging around for uh, some some notes, show notes I had from, I think it was two and a half years ago, um, that Steve said that we, we were going to be in this exact position that we are right now, folks. Portions of the nice broad, uh, broadcast brought to you by Zip Recruiter, ZipRecruiter.com. That's right, ZipRecruiter.com. Do you own a small business, media business, large business? Are you the personnel director? Hmm? Are you in charge of hiring? If you are, ziprecruiter.com is the place to be right now, folks. If you go to ziprecruiter.com, well, if you go to hagmanreport.com or hagmanandhagman.com, you click on the link for ZipRecruiter. It'll take you to our special place there. And in there at ZipRecruiter.com, you can actually take advantage of a special they have for us. They've made for us. You can try ZipRecruiter for free for a limited time. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. You have to use, well, mention, of course, mention. You heard it on the Hagman Report. Hagman and Hagman Report. Um, more on that later, but uh, getting back to this, this is certainly a, a very odd landscape, uh, geopolitical landscape here domestically, and it's having uh, reverberations all across the world. I've never seen, you know what, folks? Have you have you seen such a thing where where this is affected? affected foreign leaders our elections have affected foreign leaders oh I want to mention this too Friday I had an overwhelming urge to to just pray for our law enforcement officers and it's a bad feeling about things and of course uh, it was within hours that two uh, Palm Beach California police officers were shot and a third wounded two, two perished who died in a, in a shooting? Um, you know, I, I just I, I just see that uh, I, 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 I see bad things coming with respect to the societal evolution or de-evolution, devolution. Uh, I think things are unraveling at a breakneck rate. It's amazing how, uh, I, I don't know, it's, it's amazing how there's no sanctity of life among people anymore. This godless, lawless society that's brought about by, um, the demonic. And, and I'm, I'm seeing more and more people laugh at or refuse to acknowledge good versus evil, the good, the evil that exists out there. And, and the people are so cavalier. About uh, about God and, and about the, the oh it's you know take your superstitious book and get it out of my face your superstitions the 
full court press against God, against all that's good. And, and, and I see that this is part judgment upon us. And, and I think he's going to be talking about this. Steve Coyle is going to be talking about this as well. But can you, can you see the increase in lawlessness across the land that's in direct correlation with the uh, decrease in spirituality? Of course. Uh, I mean, one has everything to do with with the other. Uh, we, we, we're we in a position right now where, well, I mean, it's only going to, it's only going to get worse. You know, it, and I said this earlier too. Yesterday, Joe, I don't know whether you caught this before the debates. After the release of those tapes, or, the, or that, that tape of Trump making those, uh, locker room comments as they're being described. The, uh, yeah, talking we talked heads, about this a little bit Friday. Yeah, but the talking heads were saying, oh, well, what about, you know, replacing? You know, what would happen if they had to replace Trump? Uh, would Pence be elevated? But remember, I still think that there's room here. Something is going to happen. I just, I don't know what it is, but the complexion, maybe I'm wrong, and I hope I'm wrong, but I just don't see this election going off the way people think it's going to go off, take place. And I had mentioned this early on. Um, I really think that they're out to, out to get Trump... I'll, I'll to get him indeed, but I also think that there's exposure on the part of Hillary, Diane Rodham Clinton as well. Boy, Lord of the Flies. I mean, I, did you that see that too? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I thought it was, on, and I was among many who thought it was, I thought something landed on my TV screen. I don't know how many times that's happened in the upper echelons of politics. You know, we've seen it with Obama in the White House where the flies swarm, land on him land on his face during speeches but this time it was hillary clinton the fly landed on on her the upper ridge of her nose and it was on her eyebrow yeah i mean her eye. forehead eye that area <laughs> side of the nose yeah and um it has a lot of people speculating on the internet but um a lot of people at least that what i've seen from people's response to that on twitter and on other um comment sections on websites that they say demonic possession and, and I'm just quoting I've, I saw multiple on multiple different uh, platforms and, and people might think oh it's no big deal you know bugs bugs flying around flaws flying around it's no big deal but when you got you got Obama you got Hillary I, I mean I understand that it's normal but it's not normal in this case I, I mean my goodness, I, I don't know. I mean, I've had flies land on, you know, on your arm. You, you, I'm sure you've had them land on your shirt or your, your arm or whatever your leg, but man, you know, just to kind of make a beeline right to your, right to your, uh, face like that. I, I don't know. That just, we well, you know what flies are attracted to, right? No, well, that's, there you go. 
but in in the background here, of course, we've got a brand new bevy of emails, WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks emails, the Clinton campaign insiders. John Podesta, yeah, WikiLeaks uh, 2.0 drop. Yes. I've been accumulating important ones uh, in a special folder on my computer. Well, we've got we've got the day. entirety of uh, we we have all of the WikiLeaks leaks emails downloaded to a hard drive. We're going through them both by keyword and manually because sometimes the keyword search out, you know, who knows. Um, There's an interesting one about Benghazi that I came across. It says, uh, this is from from John Podesta. It says, one important point has to be universally acknowledged by the nine previous reports about Benghazi. The attack was almost certainly preventable. Clinton was in charge of the State Department and failed to protect U.S. personnel at an American consulate in Libya. If the GOP okay, wants to raise s- that s- talking stop, point stop, stop, against stop. her, it's legit. Not a consulate. It's not a flipping consulate. Well, that's this, what they refer to it. Right. This was a CIA headquarters. It was, and, and the the words in this case are so important. This was not a sanctioned residence. There was no foot traffic in. You know, you didn't have Libyans going in there to get passports or whatever to meet. No, this was uh, this was the center of a CIA operations for the biggest gun running operation in North Africa, and it was in Benghazi. And of course, that served as the port running weapons up to Syria. This is the crux of this, and, and it's unfortunate to me. Um, uh, well, I don't know. Unfortunate. Uh, look, I, I'm not a politician, so I don't know. But if if I were running for president, if I was Donald Trump, I certainly would have brought home the point that uh, Benghazi, that that whole thing with with Benghazi, revolved around the policies of Obama and Clinton, in particular Clinton. Yes, it was uh, an operational uh, an operation to, to arm the the anti-Assad terrorist, which are the same as ISIS or have become or at least become associated with ISIS. So you've got you've got this morphing whether it was al-Nusra uh, or other organizations that were backed by Russia, which they were the, the attacking groups in Benghazi were proxies of the Russian government but they were also morphing with and into uh, Al-Qaeda and ISIS through different groups, if you can follow me on that it's a very complex geopolitical situation, but but all of this was to expose the the attack was in response to and to expose the gun running operation. And you had millions and millions of pounds of weapons that were sent up to uh, to, to to Syria to Turkey actually, which they made their way to into Syria, and then of course around the around Jordan and other areas up. Uh, north of Israel, and even around Israel, and then you have the, the uh, Stevens, of course. Stevens was was part and parcel to this. Don't forget, Stevens before he arrived, or before he was in Libya, was in Syria. You have to understand the background. And I don't trust. I don't trust Trey Gowdy in, in getting to the bottom of this. I don't trust, especially the, the Gang of Eight or any, any members of the Congress because they were aware of this gun-running operation, illegal gun-running operation, outside of the laws of Congress. So, the reason we are seeing this dog and pony show, where the reason we're, we're not getting to the bottom of this is because, very simply, 
that they have blood on their hands. And this was not a cry for security. This was not a failure to provide adequate security. This is the security that they were referencing for the most part was for Tripoli, not Benghazi. You don't want a whole bunch of security color guards standing guard outside of a, a, a secret CAA compound in the middle of a residential neighborhood in Benghazi. Just think of it this way. Think of a cul-de-sac, you know, in, in your neighborhood. And everything's normal. Although, hey, now it's a little bit more foot traffic than normal in, in your neighborhood with regard to this one, this one house, you know, and they're, they're all big houses, we'll say. Well, you don't want to, you, you don't want to throw up an American flag and, 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 and post guards out there if you're running a covert CIA operation. So the, the security, yes, it was wanting, but it was wanting not at that location, but at the Tripoli location. Stevens was spent most of his time, or much of his time, in Tripoli, not in Benghazi. Benghazi for operational and tactical reasons, but but Tripoli for diplomatic reasons. So the security aspect, yes, and the security detail was for the transit from Tripoli to Benghazi. So when they say security, it's a smokescreen to confuse, for the most part. Folks, we're we're doing audio tonight. Uh, video will will be back up tomorrow. Uh, it was my bright idea to do that, but eh, well, we'll. It was based on something that uh, didn't quite uh, make it. So anyway, uh, we'll we'll be back up on the uh, video tomorrow. So we're just doing audio tonight. But anyway, so that's what that's all about. But the, yes, the emails uh, do. Uh, there are revelations about Benghazi. Trump was right last night. And how many? You know, man. Trump debated not just Hillary Clinton, but uh, Twinkle Toes, Anderson Cooper, and uh, and and uh, Martha Raddatz. I mean, he was debating three people. My goodness. Yeah, and the uh, you know from his opening statement, the moderator jumped in right away and said, "Hold the applause," and then let Hillary speak. And the interruptions were were pretty bad. The fact checking was pretty bad. The moderators were terrible. And uh, actually, I saw an interesting article uh, came out later today uh, from about Rudy Giuliani saying that Clinton actually admitted to crimes at the debate. And uh, he's the former mayor of New York City. Which Clinton? Hillary. Oh, okay. He was speaking at a rally today for Donald Trump in Ambridge, PA. Uh, Rudy Giuliani was. And... uh, He's, he said, uh, he had a federal judge call him in the morning, uh, this morning, Monday morning, and say that, uh, part of the debate last night sounded like a confession to a federal crime when she was confronted with why she destroyed 33,000 emails after she got a congressional subpoena. Um, and she had no answer. But, um, he goes on to say you could take the tape and play it at a trial and it would, uh, constitute a virtual confession to numerous numerous federal crimes. I've never seen anything at the presidential debate that doesn't even begin to examine the scope of her criminality. Um, Trump even said, you know, lock her up, and if I'm president, I'll uh, uh, basically convene a special prosecutor to investigate you. And what's really interesting about this debate was what happened before the debate, from the release of the uh, Trump audio to the press conference he had before the debate started with all of the uh, 
Bill Clinton um, sexual stuff. He had uh, brought these women into a room, told right. reporters it was for one thing. They came in and uh, the sexual assault and rape accusations, the, the women who made those accusations against Bill, as well as the lady who was raped and Hillary Clinton defended her rapist, they all were there. And they uh, actually, he took them to the debate, and they would not allow him to put the the women in the family uh, section of the debate. But they they did attend the debate, and that you know we mentioned this at the beginning of the show. That is why you saw the look on Bill Clinton's face uh, about you know Hillary Clinton was there, and all you know the accusers of uh, Bill Clinton who said that they were raped by him, sexually harassed, were sitting right there. And another thing that's not been talked about in this, uh, with this debate is the, the email leaks. There's a lot of information that is coming out, um, about these, these email leaks, um, from what they were, what was going on in the Clinton campaign during this, the primary with Bernie Sanders, uh, different policy in, uh, pertaining to her, uh, pay to play with the State Department. He, he got some foundation. He got some good one-liners in there uh, about Sanders. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Trump did, and, and, and they're not false. Not that we, not certainly not that he or anyone else is supporting Sanders. It's supporting the rules of the game. And here we are with the lawlessness again. That's what it's all about. It's about they just don't give a damn. I mean, I don't know how else to say it. No, that's they right. They don't the, care. The media on all sides are continuing the protect Clinton trash Trump narrative regardless of what happens um and there's so much out there that the media could you know obviously reasonably ask her questions about there are so many unanswered questions pertaining to Hillary Clinton scandals and they don't even have to preface it you know this is what about the email scandal email gate or Benghazi they can you know like they Trump brought it up but she wouldn't address it the you know, where'd the 33,000 emails go? Um, and, you know, he was, uh, better, he was, he was better polished this time around. Yeah, yes. From the highlights I watch. And I, I've only watched the highlights. I couldn't go back and. I, I saw him when he came out and, well, actually when he walked up the stairs, I could see the, the, you know, the, you know how the, the bulls, they got the, they snort and they got the stuff coming out, you know, the steam coming out of their nose. I, I could see it, man. I could see it in his eyes and in his, in his, uh, continents or continents. <laughs> Count, yeah, he was calling it, and trust me. Um, no, his it, it, just demeanor. I could just, I could just see it, and, and he was, uh, he was loaded for bear coming up there, and, and I think he had to be, but but he was, he, he was reserved. Now, my wife yesterday, she said, I can't believe he said all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she was disappointed, extremely disappointed in Trump. And I said, what, you don't think that, I mean, obviously, yeah, I am too. Um, well, you know, but, but, but obviously it's not Christian like it's not. No, um, it's not. Of course not. You know, they're trying to say that, and I even mentioned this. Uh, she was mad at him. On Friday about how they were saying it's locker room talk. Well, I would agree with that to the extent that I've heard people say a lot. Worse yeah, but here, here's the but thing. But you just don't. I mean, this was six, sixteen or uh, eleven years ago, right? And, he wasn't and, running for office at the time. He's not even a politician. There you go. And, and Bill, he said it. Bill Clinton did it. Yeah, and that doesn't excuse him. But at the same time, 
You know, the uh, one thing that surprised me, too, is Glenn Beck. We've talked about him pertaining to this election, and he said something interesting in an interview today. Uh, I've considered voting for Hillary Clinton. Now, this is a guy who... Glenn Beck? I, yes. I, every time well, I turn him on lately, I, 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 I'm in the car, and I, and I, I aim for a bridge abutment. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, see, Cruz came out and endorsed uh, Donald Trump last month, and Beck said he was profoundly sad by, by that act. And right. that was because Ted Cruz was, you know, Beck's candidate, and once he was, it was obvious he wasn't going to get the nomination, didn't get the nomination. Beck went to this um, mode where he basically said he couldn't, you know, his conscience couldn't allow him to vote in the election. He couldn't vote for Trump. And I heard him say on the radio show months ago that he could, you know, how bad Hillary Clinton is. He goes through the uh, news about her scandals. He's went through her past. And then for him to come out and say something like this, and, and what we were missing here, folks, and some of this is coming out in the email, uh, Podesta leaks, yes. is the collusion oh, between yes. the media and the Clinton campaign. There we go. To the point yep. where even, you know, Bill O'Reilly's come out and said that m- three different major news networks are, you know, gunning for Trump, and we know that they're all gunning for Trump. But for, to see Beck say, I've considered voting for Hillary Clinton, uh, I'll tell you, that crossed my mind to vote for Hillary, he says. But then he goes on to say, I can't do it because she's just uh, a horse of a different color. He says they're both bad. Well, but well, the media well, spin. Well, well, okay, for, 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 forget about him for a minute. Uh, the, 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 well, my question is, does he, re, does he reflect now the conscious, consciousness of the country? In other words, what he's saying, is, is that kind of like what people are feeling, or is this... I guess I'm trying to see. I'm I'm striving to see if there's relevance here, if there's relevance. I think he's relevance. trying to stay relevant. I don't think right. there is relevance. But I mean, I don't think he has anything. In, are people thinking the way he's thinking? I guess that's my question. You know, there are a lot of people that follow in this country instead of thinking for themselves, making their own decisions, and and well, doing the research right. and leading. So I'm sure there's a faction of his of his audience that are. You know, diehard Beck fans, and they're going to follow what he says. And if that means no to supporting Wall Street or to supporting Wall Street, uh, to supporting Trump, then, you know, they might go that way. And I say Wall Street because one of the things that came out in the first Clinton leak that we have to just touch on here in the last couple seconds, and we can get into this on the other side, is there was one Clinton email that, uh, or not an email, a leaked speech that she gave to a Wall Street group. It was behind closed doors. She didn't want to release it. And we'll tell you what she said on the other side because this speaks directly to her policies and to what she wants to do with the country and the world if she were to become president. The most dangerous time in history, I believe, in modern history in America is right now. I truly, honestly believe that we are entering into a time period like no other. It's extremely dangerous and we are about ready to see something. Something's going to happen here. Um, sorry about that. We were we're working on some technical things, folks. We're going to be right back after this. You stay right where you're at. A lot coming your way. This program, this segment, and then of course at the top of the hour, Steve Quayle, man of the hour, Steve Quayle. Stay right where you're at.
Hagman and Hagman Report right here on the Global Star Radio Network. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in to listen to us. Hagman and Hagman.com. That's our show page. HagmanReport.com. That's for news and information. Uh, and check for that the media. Daily. That. Yes, check it daily indeed. You're right. Uh, what do you think? I mean, um, we've been uh, making sure that this, I mean, there's a lot of stuff up there. You know, one thing that happened before the debate on 60 Minutes, Charlie Rose interviewed a robot, which if you go to HagmanReport.com, you can watch the video yeah, and read part of the know. transcript. It's uh, pretty interesting stuff. Uh, they're showcasing the abilities of the artificial intelligence, and um, it's a look into now, uh, the future, but uh, really it's now. Indeed. Let me ask all of our listeners out there in today's environment. We, we, you know, we have so many people who own their own businesses or are personnel managers. Remember when personnel was called personnel, not human resources? Anyway, folks, are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best of all candidates? Posting job, your job, that your job opening in one place is not enough to find quality candidates. Folks, if you want to find, if you want to find that perfect hire, you need to post your job on all of the top job sites. And ladies and gentlemen, now you can. If that is your job to, to, to go out and find the best candidate for that position that you have open, I've got one place for you. ZipRecruiter.com. You can post your job to a hundred plus job sites, including social media networks like Facebook and Twitter, all with just one click. Simple as that. You can find candidates in any city or industry nationwide. Just post once and watch your qualified candidates roll into Zip Recruiter's easy-to-use interface. Now, I've used this interface. It's it's a dashboard, and it's wonderful. If you're looking for that, that special person to fill that job that you've got, you can do it through the interface. You don't have to juggle emails. You don't have to accept calls to your office. You can quickly screen candidates. You can rate them and hire the right person for the job very quickly. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by over 800,000 million businesses, actually. Right now, folks, our listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. Folks, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. One more time to try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. You won't be sorry, folks. And, and I've used it, and I will just say that I would not go anywhere else. ZipRecruiter.com slash free trial. But, you know, we and I said right before the break, Joe, and kind of getting back to the WikiLeaks to, to everything that's taking place right now, I've got to say that we are entering in, I believe, to the most dangerous, to the most equally dangerous and exciting as well era in modern history. You've got revelations coming out. You've got, you've got, um, you've got two presidential candidates that to me, and folks, what do you think about this? Um, it, it's almost becoming, you put up a Trump sign in your yard and your neighbor has a, a, a Hillary sign. It's getting to the point where you're not going to be talking to them anymore. 
the divide is so severe the emotion is so severe the the intensity of this election is so extreme i i and, and i blame I, I i don't know i was going to say i blame our heretofore lack of our carelessness, our carefree attitude, uh, just going along to get along. We cannot do that. I, I, I really think that principles are involved here. And, you know, Trump said something, and it, it sent a lot of people into orbit yesterday when Trump said this. He said uh, he re- made a reference that he would hire a special prosecutor and Hillary Clinton would be in jail. That's ultimately what he said. I'm paraphrasing, of course. And I was I was watching in real time some of the Twitter feeds, and we've got a Twitter bank. Of course, you can we're we're watching what trends and everything, so we keep an eye on things contemporaneous. To, to and of course, the big thing is, well, Trump can't do that. And of course, today you you see, well, that only happens in third world countries. You have people from the View coming out as if their opinion matters. So Joey Behar called the uh, the women who were there. Um, the accused sluts, tramps, tramps, yeah. or yeah, whatever. But and but, 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 but wait, getting back to the um, getting back to the special prosecutor thing, saying oh, this only happens in third world countries. No, see, and, and saying that that um, Trump can't, uh, you know, appoint a special prosecutor. No, but his Department of Justice, if you have a proper Department of Justice, one that works. Then it's, he certainly can. It can happen. And I thought it was really interesting. In, in that one moment of time, he was able to slip in the airport meeting. He was able to to talk about Hillary, um, uh, about her uh, her previous crimes. But when it's all said and done, folks, and I guarantee you, the smoking gun lies in the Clinton Foundation of which not just Bill and Hillary and Chelsea are part of this criminal conduct, but you, you're you going to find, as the layers of this financial onion are peeled back, you're going to find corruption by both Republicans and Democrats, conservatives and progressives or liberals. This is at the heart, because money is the motivator here. This is at the heart of 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 the corruption, the Clinton Foundation, the the CGI Clinton Global Initiative. This does not just is not limited to Hillary and Bill. This is this involves Huma. This involves the everybody around the orbit or within the orbit of Clintons, of the Clintons. And I do believe honestly and sincerely that an investigation into this, into this organization will reveal the criminality and the depth of criminality. You know, it, Joe, too, um, you had uh, McCain, and uh, look at Paul Ryan yesterday, uh, saying, uh, uh, as speaker, maybe. As speaker, well, but, but, but you, you're, you're seeing everything unravel. You're seeing the wheels come off of this, of this machine, and Steve's going to speak on this too. And well, I, see, I don't, I don't see it as, as I mean, yeah, the, it's coming off the machine, and Donald Trump should not uh, feel bad or, or look at it as a loss when politicians don't endorse him. You know, as we mentioned earlier, not. he's not a politician, and we've seen how the 
uh, both sides, Democrats and Republicans, and the institutions that support these two parties have all but you know thrown him under the bus and refused to treat him like a regular candidate. Uh, the news media is following suit. And one thing that's not showcased and you know are the policies. What would happen if Clinton was elected versus Trump on uh, open borders, on you know the banking institutions and what they're able to get away with? Some stuff that's been released when, and I think uh, that Trump tape was released to uh, get people's attention and focus off uh, this email dump, the WikiLeaks email dump, because not only were emails, uh, John Podesta's emails released paid speeches, paid Wall Street speeches by Hillary Clinton were also released and one in particular here we know that if people have been paying attention Hillary Clinton states that she is against the Trans-Pacific Partnership well in May 16, 2013 this is what Clinton said to a paid uh, Wall Street in a paid Wall Street speech my dream is a hemispheric common market with open trade and open borders sometime in the future with energy that is as green and sustainable as we can get it powering growth and opportunity for every person in the hemisphere there there there's like keyword the hemisphere of course and people poo poo the idea of a one world global governance or even the north american union she also said that you know there needs to be a um, a public and private opinion on uh, certain issues and she went on to say that she is far removed from the struggles of the middle class because the life I've lived and the uh, economic, you know, fortunes that my husband and I now enjoy, uh, she goes on to say. And um, there, there's a lot of stuff. Uh, there's stuff about the, uh, in a private 20, 2013 speech, Hillary Clinton uh, made comments about uh, the refugees and jihadis entering with refugee status. She uh, was worried about the risk of jihadis entering Jordan with legitimate refugees because they can't possibly vet all those refugees. Now, Clinton today is calling for an increase in the amount of Syrian refugees to the U.S. by 55,000 annually, and she believes that the U.S. refugee screening process is comprehensive enough to catch potential jihadists trying to enter the country. But that's not what is reflected in her paid speeches. See, and, and why? And just like her policies, like she says she's against the TPP, yet she's always supported open trade, right? Free trade. <laughs> yeah, just go to my website, said uh, uh, Eric Attack. But but y- y- yes, you're correct. The, the thing about the. Um, uh, about the speeches, not the, the text of the speeches being secrets. That's a problem for a lot of reasons. Um, there can be an argument made. Well, that's the pro- pro- property and proprietary uh, uh, property of of the both the speaker as well as the person who purchased that speech. Yet, when you're talking as from a position as the Secretary of State, all of that. In my view, anyway, should be allowed, should be open. A couple of things too that were mentioned, and I just want to pile on because we have, um, we only have a few more minutes before Steve Quayle joins us here. What I felt was really interesting is the, and you're going to be hearing more about this in the coming days, I believe. Uh, you're going to, you're going to hear the analysts of the, the, the debate analysts talk about, uh, Trump's predatory body language. 
Oh yeah, right. I saw. You're gonna see. You're that. gonna see that. You're gonna and also. Don't be surprised if there are more audios and videos released about Trump in the coming days. And I've I, I was notified of this after the debate last night. There's talk of uh, the Apprentice having audio yep. on on Trump. They have said they will not release it. There's also a five million dollar price tag. Well, yeah, you can if I mean, they do release it. Um, but but if, somebody's gonna pay, if, if somebody's going to pay, you know, if if John Smith has got the, the, the transcript or a tape that's bad on makes trump look bad and trump of course can have a five million dollar sanction against the person who releases it well if somebody's going to pay 10 million you know that inconvenience is is more than taken care of but i do believe there will be some more things coming out against trump the more i see on this and i don't know folks it's up i mean you're gonna have to kind of make a decision yourself uh, I do believe that Trump is not part of the New World Order system. I believe that he, uh, they wouldn't be fighting this hard and this dirty if he was. Now, does that mean that he's not going to be co-opted at some point? Or could he be co-opted? Of course he could. But at this point, I, I have to take him at face value. Because if you look at... Look at what Hillary is doing and Bill is doing and, uh, and all of the people in the orbit of Bill and Hillary. Um, they're certainly circling the wagons and attempting to, to thrust Hillary into that position, which, by the way, and, and I believe this to be true, I, and I hope this is not. However, I, I, I can see Hillary becoming the next president of the United States based on the electoral vote as opposed to the popular vote and that would just send and I believe send this country into a tailspin I, I really believe that but um, absolutely so those are some things but but the other key thing though and you, you touched on this and we're going to be following this with extreme uh, I, I mean we're, we're all over this and, and those are the WikiLeaks of the, the emails there yep. is gold in that, in those. When I say gold, I mean evidence of criminal activity. Yep. I just found, uh, came across one about the Osama bin Laden photos, uh, from uh, Jacob Sullivan to Hillary Clinton, where he, they talk about releasing the bin Laden photos only to show members of Congress in a secure room. And they use the, they use this phrase, uh, deather movement. They go on to say, um, as opposed to the birther movement, death or right? They right. go on to say that you know you can um, present these to Congress, and they will serve as a witness to the magnitude of what um, you know the, the, their legitimacy. But they go on to say that the far right wing Tea Party Republicans would, by their mere presence, admit to the president's status above them and to his effectiveness. There would also be a sultry effect at the beginning of the negotiations on the debt ceiling. It would curb the ability of the Republicans to appeal to partisan sentiment and indulge partisan rhetoric, giving the administration more edge. Having Congress, members of Congress testify to the reality of the photos will suppress any potential deather movement. Me, that, me, the administ- you say, that the administration you say, you know, has either fabricated the event or suppressed right, some aspect right. of it. The, right. This it event should be staged over a two to three day period occupying most of a work week and continuing to dominate the public and congressional mind. Don't let the photos serve as trophies. Instead, take the Congress as trophy using the photos. In other words, what they're saying is really simple. To to 
defer, to, to deflect any kind of questions about what really happened in Pakistan on that day in May, the first day of May, when Osama bin Laden was taken out. Here's video evidence, or here, here's photographic evidence to deflect any kind of questioning of the, of the actual operational right. story. And they've already said in this uh, email what um, we've said. They talk about, in, in the email, they talk about how um, the, the bin Laden thing is perfect timing because of a, uh, the birther activist Orly Tates and um, other major news networks covering the birther issues. Suddenly, Obama announces that the body of Osama bin Laden is found, and we need to prepare for a possible terrorist attack. Yeah, and then yep, they go yep. on to say how this was perfect timing, and this will throw the uh, you know birtherism stuff away. They even mention Alex Jones in one of the. Oh yes, yes. Yeah, talking about when the birth issue, Orly Tates yep, and you yep. know, Osama bin Laden. Don't think for one moment that. Alex Jones and people like Alex Jones and organizations even like ours are not on the radar. Um, we're on the radar. When I say we, I'm talking about the uh, those occupants of the alternative media or the new media now replacing the old media. Just as Woodward and Bernstein were, were uh, characterized in for the purists out there, I understand what you're thinking right now, but if you go back to what, how Woodward and Bernstein were portrayed and characterized back during Watergate, that would be us, meaning the alternative media or the new media today, where we represent a danger to the establishment. And speaking of the establishment, if you want to know, and I, I received this little tidbit, I did share this across, uh, across the lines with some other talk show hosts. If you want to know, uh, where the leaks, because my question was, where, where did that, uh, tape from, uh, 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 uh Trump, where did that come from? It, why now? The timing was interesting. Well, I believe, and this is based on information I've received, I cannot verify this, but I believe it came from inside the conservative Republican camp. Of lawmakers, how do you like that? N- not, not from a Sanders supporter, not from, not from a Hillary supporter, at least not outwardly, but came from within uh, the within the conservative circles or so-called conservative circles. We're working on attempting to establish or uh, verify the authenticity of that. And, and go ahead. Of all the stuff that's been going on with the debate, I don't know how many people saw this. The Gateway Pundit put up an article today. Oh, yeah. Reporter admits Secret Service at debate said no flashes because right. of Hillary Clinton's seizure disorder. And they, 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 they gave and they a go box on, camera. Or, this is what the reporter yeah. said. Uh, he, he mentioned that the phones were... Uh, this is why it was banned, apparently, because the Secret Service did not trust people to disable the flashes on their cameras, and they were afraid it would inspire Hillary's seizure disorder. A reporter admitted Monday that the Secret Service told reporters not to use the flash because of Hillary Clinton's disorder. You know, so I, I don't that believe that. Out. I don't believe that verbiage was used. Uh, that's just me. Uh, come on. Well, there's. Um, I don't know. Um, there's some stuff on Twitter, and there's a, a link to a video. And um, 
But, but the I, person who uh, released it was a, a reporter, and this is what he said took place there. Okay, uh, was uh, so my question because I, I, I saw that story too. Came out and said because of receiving that, that's what I'm saying. It was were those words actually uttered, used, said aloud, or or was it said between you know Secret Service agent and a, a specific reporter? I don't know, but I, I believe that to be the case. But I don't know if the, that was said. Um, but even more importantly than that, so, so you, I shouldn't say more importantly, because you've got, you've got Hillary Clinton, who, by the way, is looking pretty pep, peppy, right? I mean, she certainly didn't look like the same Hillary Clinton that fell on her face or had to be, uh, you know, um, uh, face pushed into, into that van on 9-11. Certainly, whatever they're doing for her, but, but she's getting plenty of rest, right? Um, but even aside from, Aside from that, you've got the obvious criminality where, and how can anyone defend Clinton or Obama or especially Clinton on the issues where Hillary Clinton is absolutely one of the founders of ISIS and almost completely responsible for the destruction of Syria. But she's now turning and blaming that on Russia. My Mm -hmm. question is, how can people not see be so deluded that they cannot see what Hillary Clinton has done. You know, it, 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 you mentioned Benghazi to, to the diehard Hillary supporters. It, it's almost they get into this um, this denial that is so great they can't see what's taking place or what has taken place. Hillary talked about that picture of that child yesterday I, I believe it was during the debate I, I, time's all running together but the bombing victim the child bombing victim well wait a minute where'd that come from who dropped the bombs those bombs many of the bombs came and even today the bombings that are being conducted is from where Saudi Arabia but stamped made in the USA in many cases on the armaments and the other bombs and the other weapons were shipped up, especially the small arms were shipped up into Syria by uh, by the uh, from Libya, and not just from Libya, but Libya acted as a conduit, as a Ho Chi Minh trail for those weapons up into Turkey, when in other areas surrounding uh, Syria that made their way into Syria. So, how people can possibly? Uh, you know, say otherwise is just beyond me. And we've been saying this for years, ever since Benghazi happened. We've been saying this. And I know uh, Steve Quill will be joining us in just a few minutes. And I want to touch on this before he comes on because I'm sure he's going to be talking about this. Russia and Turkey have signed a gas deal seeking common ground on Syria as the ties between the two nations uh, warm, according to Reuters. Turkey and Russia signed an agreement on Monday for the construction of a major undersea gas pipeline and vowed to seek common ground on the war in Syria, accelerating a normalization in ties nearly a year after Turkey shot down a Russian warplane. And people are saying that this is Turkey being pulled outside, pulled out of NATO and that this will uh, crumble relations between NATO and Turkey and will lose them as a NATO partner uh, for whatever that's worth. But Erdogan hosted Putin at an Ottoman-era villa in Istanbul for talks which touched on energy deals, trade, and tourism ties, defense, and the conflict in Syria where the two leaders uh, back opposing sides. 
and uh, they went on to to make a statement um, about normalizing the Turkish-Russian relationship and uh, coming together. And uh, the warming relations between NATO member Turkey and Russia comes as both countries are dealing with troubled uh, economies and strained ties to the West. So where will this leave Syria and where will this leave Turkey and NATO is the question we have to ask. Okay, and there was also a broader uh, scale in the NATO relationship. But I want to bring this home a little bit because of the time frame here. Just real quick, in the United States, but Brussels, Paris, we saw this in in France, we saw this in Brussels. Folks, Syrian refugees will, they're not refugees, okay? Um, They're, this is an Islamic invasion that was planned and orchestrated. The refugee status, yes, there are refugees, but the people that are being brought in under the Obama-slash-Clinton-slash-Kerry uh, agenda objective are not, Joe and, and folks, they're not the displaced persons. Otherwise, you would have a greater number of Christians and, and, and Alawites. And, and yeah, you others. would. Okay. I mean, we're talking, you get a handful of Christians in a 1,000 yes. to 5,000 Muslim refugees, and that's not by accident. But what we're going to be seeing here in the United States is the the Syrians and the uh, people from Iran and Iraq, because we cannot vet. There, there's no mechanism to vet these people. Trump was correct. Hillary Clinton is just full of beans, as is Obama. They're they're lying and and they're laughing at. I mean, they think all of us are stupid. Look, a Syrian refugee planned attacks similar to Paris and Brussels uh, in Germany after explosives were found uh, here just the other day. This is going to be taking place in the United States, and this is being planned. This is part of their or- orchestrated plan. Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com coming up very soon. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to be talking about a number of things here. We're going to be talking, I'm sure, uh, about the geopolitical situation here in America, as well as the economic situation in, uh, over in the East with China and Germany, both looking at some uh, scary yet interesting uh, economic numbers and, and the potential for some collapses, as well as what's going on with Russia and the U.S. as uh, talk and rhetoric continue to reign supreme, but what's really going on behind the scenes. We'll be right back with Steve Quill. The Hagman and Hagman Report. So proud to have with us Mr. Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com. You know, Steve is, uh, Steve is a veteran of the radio talk show, radio industry. And, and I've got to say that I've, I've listened to Steve Quayle longer than anyone else in the media. And Steve Quayle has, has by far proven to be accurate in so many things. And, and I'm not just saying that. Because I was uh, talking with Steve earlier today, and we were talking about previous programs and content. Folks, go to stevequail.com. That's stevequail.com. Make sure you bookmark his website. And 
visit stevequill.com every day because the news changes every day as well. Uh, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention this, at least at the outset as well. TrueLegendsTheSeries.com. That's an important aspect of biblical history, of our history. Uh, TrueLegendsTheSeries.com. Available off of stevequail.com. But tonight we're going to be talking about current events. Current events against the backdrop of biblical revelation. Against Revelation 12, verses, uh, chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. And Exodus 10. And here's what I'd like to open with right out of the gate. It was earlier today I was going through I was going through the programs, Joe and I were, and it was back in 2011. Now that's what, five years ago, 2011. Steve Quayle is on record on our program saying, now I'm going to paraphrase this because I haven't found, I found the notes but not the exact quote. I found the notes from this program but not the exact quote. He's on record by saying that uh, before God allows the United States to be taken off the world stage, whether it be uh, by an EMP or a nuke or something by Russia and or China, and, and this is before Russia was even hostile or the, the relationship had degraded such between the United States and Russia. And and people were saying, oh, come on, you're just full of it. We're friends. Well, look, look where we're at now. But before God allows the U.S. to be taken off the world stage, the sins of our leaders will be revealed, and that's what's happening right now. And, and Trump appears to be acting as God's prosecuting attorney, almost, question mark there. Um, and, and we're, we're seeing the, and people, so many people are expecting this moral perf- perfection from leaders. Yet, what's going on here? We're witnessing, uh, the, the revelation of murder and of treachery and of espionage and all, all things going on. But my, my question, the opening question to Steve Quayle is this. Given the fact that five years ago, and even before that, you came out and said, before God allows the United States to be taken out by Russia and by China, whether it's by a nuke or EMP or whatever the case might be, the sins of our leader, or the sins of our leaders and the people are going to be revealed. Steve, isn't that what you said, and isn't that what we're seeing today? In well, it is, and I would call it a, a wonderful revelation, uh, you know, from God's perspective. Too many people try and superimpose their understanding on the Lord. And, you know, obviously young Christians do that because they think that, uh, you know, their understanding is better than the revelation of Jesus Christ, which is the book of Revelation, by the way. It's about Jesus. It's not about just bad stuff happening. It's about who Jesus is and why he's the only one worthy to open the seals. So when the Lord gave that to me, you know, you know, Doug, how much people met that with contempt, with ridicule, with scorn. Uh, Some even went so far to threaten me and for the world of listeners that have never lived in that world it's one thing when you you know you're dealing with people that can blow you out of your home with a hellfire missile it's another one that dealing with supposed believers that can slay you with their tongue it's a good thing for the power of the resurrection because the tongue of the slaying infidel cannot destroy you know the child of God 
So I want to open with Revelation 12, 7 through 10, and get right into Donald Trump and why I believe that that's, he is a literal fulfillment. There are some who claim he's Osiris and Pastor Langford. You know, I believe that. There are some that, you know, want to argue with Pastor Langford and say he's more of a Nebuchadnezzar. Why well, remind people that say he's a Nebuchadnezzar, Trump. Trump has not reigned in his kingship to be in that position. And God called Cyrus prior to the events that would uh, involve Cyrus, in other words, before he was even born. So who knows the plans that God has. The Christian world is notorious for self-righteousness and believing that if somebody just says, I am I'm a Christian, that somehow that releases uh, John McCain, that releases Paul Ryan, Ted Cruz, or any of these other guys who profess uh, to be Christians and believers in the Senate and in Congress, and those are the ones that have given their power unto the beast. Now, how can that be? Well, that's one of the things I want to cover tonight. But Revelation 12, 7 through 10, and there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragon, and the dragon fought, and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice and saying, Heaven, in heaven, now has come salvation and strength in the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ. For the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accuse him before our God day and night. What's happening, Doug, in my opinion, is, is that God is revealing the sins of the leaders. Now, this is spiritual warfare we're talking about, because the thing that the devil thrives on is accusation, innuendo, jealousy, and envy. It was jealousy and envy that got Satan to think he was God. He looked at his beauty. He looked at his blessing. He looked at his calling, his anointing, his place in heaven, but it wasn't good enough for him. So the envy that is out in the world is the spirit of the world. It's the spirit of lust. I gave the definition that the Lord gave me on lust. I used to think I could write a book on it, but God's definition of lust is the appetite of demons expressed through humans. Let me explain what a demon is. A demon is the disembodied spirit of a hybrid. It is the demons were, uh, when the giants died, for instance, Goliath, that hybrid spirit became a demon. Demons are not Nephilim. Nephilim are fallen angels. Demons are not Rephaim. Rephaim are giants. A demon is a disembodied spirit. The Greek word indicates such. Jesus talked about when the demon goes out, he goes out and he looks and then he comes back to see if his house is still clean. And if it isn't, he brings seven worse than the first. So what we're talking about right now is a nation under judgment, but still for the people of God who call upon his name and want to be rightly related to the Lord Jesus Christ, there is absolute hope in the name of the Lord, there's deliverance in the name of the Lord, there's provision in the name of the Lord, and there's protection. But all of those have got to be actively uh the word I would use is not only received, but sought after with all your heart. The word of God says that God says, you're going to find me when you seek for me with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your might. Now, 
before I was going on the uh, radio tonight with you, I, I asked for an extra hour just to con- get control of my thoughts and to pray and just to simmer everything down. I prayed, Lord, grant unto thy servant boldness that I might declare thy holy son Jesus. And I said, Lord, help me to stay on track tonight, focus, and not be all over the place because I believe there's going to be a specific blessing for those who can embrace this. This is the words that came into this, my spirit. Those who pull the strings in money and power are also ones who pull the trigger on those who reveal them. Let me say that again. Those who pull the strings in money and power are also the ones who pull the trigger on those who threaten, I, I didn't read my own writing, threaten and reveal them. Now, what's interesting, Doug, is as you know, that there, there is a self-righteous indignation. What was it? Seventy-one or seventy-two uh, Republicans have turned against Donald Trump. I prayed and I said, "Lord, what's going on here? Give me something that I can relate to." And instantly, when, when, when you know, hey, somebody said, "You really believe God answers prayers and that you can hear from Him?" I said, "Brother, Jesus said His sheep hear His voice." And if you tell me you don't believe you can hear the voice of God or that Jesus doesn't speak to his sheep, I'd say then you're, you're, you're basically not one of his sheep. Because here's the thing. God chose us. We didn't choose him. We have the right with our free choice and free will to say yes, Lord, or no, Lord. He never forces himself on anyone. So let's get right to Donald Trump. In the last... 24 to 36 hours, you have the epitome of hypocrisy being used against Mr. Trump by some of the most, how should I say this, when certain words, I won't speak them because there may be children on listening to this program, when certain words used to be gutter language, and you know, you see Donald Trump being uh, beat up on something he used, uh, you know, a terminology for female anatomy, what, 10, 11 years ago, yet you have the open confession of previous mistresses of Bill Clinton making statements about uh, Mrs. Clinton's sexual preferences. When you hear the Secret Service talking about how her mouth is used, when you see the utter and abject hypocrisy of she saying that any woman who's ever been sexually abused, molested, needs to be heard, except the ones, of course, her husband did. The thing that is is impossible for me right now, Doug, to comprehend is that I know you've been privy to them too. What I call chain emails from well-meaning Christians that, and, and I'm going to give them the break, that are trying to convince us that, you know, to vote for a constitution or an independent is better than voting for the man. There is no place in the Bible where I see that God used righteous men apart from Jesus Christ. Every single person that God used had personal failings. And you want to get on uh, King Solomon, the wisest man in the world obviously he was enamored with female uh, uh, prowess and the the you know whatever their physical anatomy you want to get on David David a mighty man of God slaying giants taking on lions and 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 bears with his bare hands and a sling
killing, yet he sees Bathsheba, Bathsheba uh, naked, and basically we know the rest of the story, resulting in murder. You can go down the line, Noah getting drunk. I mean, you can start out at the beginning, but the thing is, is that whatever mankind does to try and fix his situation, there is only one example I see throughout history that a loving, living God who intervenes is the one who changes the course of history when his people not only pray. See, it's not just enough to pray. You must believe. And that's where the faith of this country's Christianity has gone down. Look, when they deny Jesus as Lord, when they deny the Bible as the inerrant word of God, when they deny this, deny that, they've denied everything. And not all the Christians that are listening to this are in that camp, but the ones that will be affecting their lives most certainly are. The last thing you want to do is go to a pastor, priest, prophet, or, you know, whoever, teacher, uh, whatever the calling or the claim calling they might be, and ask them, what do they think? One of the things I think that the to encourage the people of God that have backslidden in their life, to encourage the people that think that God hasn't forgiven you for a sin. I like what Pastor Langford was told by the Lord after one of his last fasts, that God said, David, tell my people I never get tired of forgiving them. I never get tired when they approach me in Jesus' name. The God of heaven is forever merciful, everlasting to everlasting are his mercies and his mercies are new every day okay so into that theater you you throw some of the most pompous senators and congressmen and the big three in my book who are uh, you know should absolutely you can't judge whether whether they're saved or not but you can ask is there any fruit to indicate they are you've got paul ryan on the front of drudge left hand corner by the way i don't have it up on my screen right now but it burned an indelible uh, image in my mind did you see that he's weeping he can't endorse them yet every single one of those guys with maybe one or two exceptions that's against trump allowed the Obama administration and the abject occult nature of the takeover and destruction of this country without so much as anybody, and there are exceptions, obviously Rand Paul being a, uh, a critical exception, uh, Trey Gowdy, there's others, but I'm talking about the, the if you will, the stalwart preeminent uh, Republicans. Now why am I picking on the Republicans? Because I'm like, I agree with Michael Savage. He said it, liberal is a mental disorder. Liberals are mentally ill. Amen. That's when right. you look, when you look, Doug, at what's happened, at the scorn, the ridicule, the hatred, the absolute people wanting to kill Donald Trump, I believe it's important that every single Christian who believes that God may have a hand in this, I like what somebody said. God always gives a choice. You either got the bride of uh, hell, or you've got someone who could be in the power of redemption. We grant everybody in our life more grace and it seems like and can I tell you something I said this and I'm on record so this isn't a matter of Johnny come lately when I was on coast to coast I think a month or so before Donald Trump announced and I think George asked me what I think about Trump I said I like him and I like him because I know who hates him where is the discernment or the ability of rational human beings to see that everybody who's listened to the committee of 300 the Bilderbergers the Illuminati uh, every every secret organization, the Federal Reserve, you know, the Brotherhood of Death, Skull and Crossbones, all these pay people hate him. 
So yeah. why did they hate him? Well, it's obvious because God threw a monkey wrench into the political meow men and the uh, both sides of the streets. And there is no difference between the Republicans and the Democrats when they agree on that which is destroying our sovereignty. Now, one of the things that re- really troubles me, Doug, I've talked about and was actually one of the first guys uh, to talk about the FEMA camps, to talk about Denver International Airport, to talk about all this stuff. Now, again, I can talk kind of as an old guy, 22 years ago, 25 years ago, and talk radio. The thing that throws me off is I had a, a newsletter where I was writing that, and it was, a, I think, what, it was weekly or monthly. It was a monthly thing, but it was like, you know, 24 pages. I mean, it was a big newsletter. So even then, I would guest on radio shows or stuff I would write would end up in other places. But here's one I want to propose to everybody tonight. How can it be that we're at war, or really close to war? I gave my reasons why I would put up my red screen. I'll read that again. But how can it be that we are so close to war, and yet we're, we're stroking the flames, and Hillary Clinton even made Russia the bad guy? And why is it the Illuminati wants a war with Russia so bad? Well, I believe I finally have the answer to what the Russians, the Chinese, and 60 other nations, maybe more, their troops are doing here. Could anybody in this listening audience, and pray about this, okay? Pray about this. It's something that I've prayed over, I've mulled over. I cannot say I came to this conclusion intellectually. I didn't. I tried to figure it out. It didn't work. And I simply started to say, Lord, I've got to understand this. People ask me, and honestly, I don't know. But I think that this might explain something. The ability to overthrow our nation, first of all, it had to be destroyed morally. It had to be destroyed financially. It had to be destroyed militarily. It had to be uh, destroyed uh, historically, robbing us of our borders, language, culture, our national heritage. And by the way, when anybody came here from any part of the world, there was nothing prefaced before the word Americans. Didn't matter if you were Italian, didn't matter if you were black, didn't matter if you were uh, uh, Chinese, Japanese, you know, everything and everyone who was welcome, Germany, Irish, they all came for a hope, and that hope is called freedom. Freedom is anathema to those who want to control everything and everyone. So I want to share this, and I think that everyone can pray about it, and I'm going to shut up and let you, if you want, look at everything that has happened under Obama's administration and Clinton's administration and also Bush's administration. Does anybody believe that George Bush, who's now having his entire family uh, vote for Bill Clinton, didn't know what was going on with the Clinton cartel? I've interviewed Larry Nichols in the past. Alex has him on. Everybody's got him on. Larry knows what's going on. And yet people don't believe. So what would you do if you knew that Russian defectors have said at length that Obama was trained by them? Well, you'd say, I want proof. And what would you say if all of a sudden you found out? Now, come on, I want people to, to think about this. What would you do if 13 states and specific cities in those states, I'm going to name some of them tonight. I said I would, and I felt the Lord said do it now. Uh, I didn't do it back on 9-3 when I posted that. But what would you do if you found out that after... Uh, limited nuclear exchange, 13 cities, 13 states, more cities in some states, 
and when I run down the list, I think you'll be surprised that simply within maybe hours, but no more than a day, Russia and China together give the United States an ultimatum, unconditional surrender, or we take your whole country out. Now, someone says they wouldn't do that. Well, you don't understand that China's already on record as saying if they have to wipe out every man, woman, and child, and an equal amount or double amount of theirs should perish in a reciprocal nuclear war, they still have 700 billion, um, you know, that's, I'm sorry, they still have 700 million people left if 600 million of their people disappear. So again, I'm, I'm saying, you know, 1.3 billion people, you knock off 600 million, now they got 700. Russia has how do I say, demonstrated that their weapon systems and electronic warfare are second to none. The Donald Cook, the surfacing of a nuclear boomer, a submarine, uh, takedown of aircraft, uh, scrambling of uh, uh, communications, uh, hypersonic torpedoes, stuff that Hawk and I talked about on the radio 10 years ago, and people say, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think that I've ever had to deal with, you know, when you've dealt with people for 20 years that are the same mockers, same scoffers, and they use the same character assassination, you go, you know, I should have been smart at the beginning and sent them uh, adult-shaped diapers, you know, because they would never listen. And remember this, uh, anybody can tell the truth, but people people who hate you, Doug Hagman, hate me, David Langford, you know, and, and the uh, list is increasing, no matter what we say, it could never be from God or it could never be the truth, because after all, they hate us. And Jesus said they hated me without a cause. Now think about this. What did Jesus do to be hated? He went about healing all that were sick. He went about casting out devils. He went about feeding multitudes. He did miracle after miracle after miracle, setting the captives free, speaking in parables to the people that they could relate to in the people's language, but that the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all the religious UCs could not uh, understand because they were looking for a religious reason or a, a perspective that would just justify their faith, their goodness, their superiority, and the emphasis is on their, 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 or my, my, my. You know, uh, unfortunately, unholy trinity little t in the world today is me, myself, and I. And don't forget the iPhone, because I can only take 8,655,294 uh, selfies and post them on the internet and become pretty close to a billionaires. Keeping up with the Kardashians, uh, all I can say is this, that should show you what we are uh, in love with, our own mirror images. So, to summarize, what happens if there's a plot? For those of you who don't get it, the current uh, head of the United Nations, the guy that's going to take over from Ban Ki-moon or whatever, is a rabid anti-Christian who has done nothing has done nothing to stop, speak up, or even won't even go along with the word genocide as our brethren and sisters, our brothers and sisters across the world are being wiped out, murdered, mutilated, and, and everything that you could do to a human being is underway. Remember, the bloodlust, the appetite of demons expressed through humans. So, Doug, I'll put this to you. 
it's probably been hard for you too to put into perspective how we can have a nuclear war on a hair trigger now and both sides uh, battling in the word realm and arena and the current occupants of the administration pushing for that war and how can you explain that in light of 400 plus admirals, generals, uh, military officers, the best, uh, our U.S. military, I'm aware of the defense expenditures that are just nothing but, you know, uh, clipping the American taxpayer, but our weapon systems being outdated, 50% of the aircraft not flying. And then the biggest thing I find it's interesting is the war that the military, not the, not the, uh, this is not all inclusive, you know, but uh, the Navy, the Air Force, and the Army have waged against the living God, all the barriers. I just put up a, I think I, I, I'm going to put it up, a story came in that now the Navy is suing for the right to wear makeup on the ship, okay? Makeup. I guess you can't wear makeup. You can be a trans this, a trans that, but you can't be a makeup, uh, uh, what do you call it, dressed up in makeup. So my question to you is, how can that be explained? How can the Russian troops, the Gurkhas, by the way, I think it was Dave Hodges that had uh, some of the you know pictures of the actual troops out in the fields of Colorado. Yep. How can that be explained any other way? I don't believe no, there is an explanation any other no. way. Go ahead. No, no, and uh, boy, your timing is is absolutely uh, right on the money here. As we approach the uh, bottom of the hour, Steve, I, I have uh, quite a few comments about this because you are exactly correct. Everything you said, and, and I think on, on the other side, when we come back, I, I, I do want to mention um, and bring people's. Well, one thing you said, you had mentioned, you had, you had uh, mentioned Obama. And also Manchurian candidate in the same paragraph. If I can address something that you had talked about at least a decade and a half ago that you had on your website and you introduced me to, this will clear things up for people and to, it'll bring people up to where we're at today. Folks, you're listening to Hagman and Hagman, our very special guest, Mr. Steve Quayle, stevequayle.com. That's stevequayle.com, talking about the current situation as it stands, Exodus 10, Revelation chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. Stay right where you're at. HagmanandHagman.com. That's our show website, HagmanReport.com. That's for news, information, articles, writers, contributions, information you need to know. Our guest, Steve Quayle, SteveQuayle.com. Visit his website. I'll tell you something. You talk about uh, just a, a gifted writer, gifted author as well. Many books, including giants, Genesis 6 giants. I mean, my goodness, that started it all, it seemed, uh, Weather Wars and so many others, and of course, Empire Beneath the Ice. Uh, what a great book that is. And, and that kind of touches on, Empire Beneath the Ice is, is kind of 
at the periphery of what we're talking about, but uh, also truelegendtheseries.com. Just go to stevequail.com and there you'll find all of all of what I'm talking about. But before we uh, broke, Steve was talking about a number of things, including Obama, and he mentioned Obama and Manchurian Candidate in the same paragraph. Now, I just want to remind people, folks, uh, remind you, Remember Yuri Bezmanov. This is back in the early 1980s. Uh, Steve Quayle had featured a lot of information about this Russian defector. Uh, he was actually interviewed by G. Edward Griffin uh, back in the early 80s, but it, telling about the infiltration of the United States by communist interests, by, by Marxist-Leninist interests, by Russian interests. And, of course, this is what we see happening today. Now, if you fast forward a little bit, and I, and I don't know how, I mean, people seem to quickly forget, um, there was a Romanian lieutenant general, Ion, uh, Pasipa, I believe is how you pronounce his name, uh, a very high ranking Soviet intelligence off, uh, officer, um, uh, to defect, uh, uh, the highest officer having come to the United States and received asylum from Carter back in the late 70s, I guess it was 1978. But, the reason I bring this up is, is what Steve Quayle said, and, and that's about Obama, Manchurian candidate, infiltration, and Russia. Now, now, the very idea, folks, that the Soviet Union was defeated is this, this information in and of itself, this according to Basipa and others. Now, the, the Soviet Union changed its name, dropped its facade of Marxism, but it remained the same, the historical Russian form of autocracy. Now, Having said all of that, all right, um, the Nazis enter into this as well. And Steve Quayle addresses this in his book, Empire Beneath the Ice, because the Nazis did not just go away after World War II. No, they came over here. And, of course, uh, among other things, they're ruling uh, within the military-industrial complex. Now, what about Obama? Obama... It is it, as Wayne Allen Root, a former classmate of Obama, Obama has uh, well, he, he's the CIA's communist candidate, and a case can be made that Barack Obama was a CIA asset, a CIA asset during his college years, and that includes Colombia. Remember Colombia and his absence from Colombia. Remember his trip to Pakistan and what have you. His mother was certainly a CIA cutout who was recruited by various intelligencies back in the 50s, and the purpose was to infiltrate the black nationalists and civil rights organizations. So I said all of that just simply to substantiate what Steve Quayle has said and everything that he wrote about 15 years ago, everything that he spoke about on talk radio 15, 20 years ago, is now coming to pass because none of this would have happened without the facilitation, the criminal conspiracy. And look, I'm an investigator. By profession, I, I I have investigated uh, criminal activities, and that involves the actual conspiracy as a crime or an inchoate crime, meaning that it's it's uh, not it, 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 you, you attach conspiracy to another criminal activity. Having said all of that, Steve Quayle is the one who who said, "Look, uh, uh, this is going to happen," but you have the facilitation by people like. Uh, the gang of eight in our in our uh, uh, Congress and Senate. You've got the uh, executive 
branch. The, you've got the Muslim Brotherhood infiltration into the executive branch. You've got the Huma Abidins. You've got the DHS infiltration. You've got the FEMA involvement. And you've got the overtaking of the military from within. Steve, did I, did I kind of wrap that up properly or did I... Well, that, that uh, is, that's a, you know, great, uh, shoehorn into the next pair of shoes that we need to talk about. You're bringing up, obviously, uh, you know, the empire beneath the ice, how the Nazis won World War II. Here's something interesting, and this is, this is going to be critical to launch me into the next thing. I'm going to bring everybody to Exodus, you know, seven, eight, nine, and ten. I'm not going to read all of it, but just the highlights, the verses, and the ones that I think really illustrate how God is actually bringing out everybody to harden their hearts against Donald Trump for a reason, and it's going to be a great reason for the believers. This is something uh, from uh, a guy, uh, I won't I'll just say, uh, somebody in Vancouver, Washington, I have permission to use his name, but he says, Hey Steve, I loved your True Legends, the Unholy Sea documentary. Just recently, not sure if you were aware of it by now, but a data leak from WikiLeaks on Hillary Clinton's email shows an email that was received from the former astronaut Edgar Mitchell. In it, he discussed the importance of ET disclosure along with the Vatican's involvement. To me, this immediately reminded me of the documentary, so I thought maybe you'd like to have a look for yourself. So it was in one of the Podesta thousands of emails. Now, the unholy sea, Doug, has had a pretty interesting effect because now people understand all what we're seeing, uh, 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 not connected, disconnected statements from the Pope. And by the way, when Tim Kaine had two glasses of water, that was a Jesuit signal. The Society of Jesus, obviously, which this Pope is, and obviously everything that Tim and our research team, and Tom Horn, and Chris Putnam, and everybody has found out when we inter- interviewed um, Leo Zagami, who claims to be an Illuminist, and, uh, oh, let's see, I forget Zachariah Sitchin's best friend's name, you know, uh, a very wealthy Italian man, a billionaire. He's the one that said on our uh, unholy sea that uh, an Anunnaki fallen angel came, sat on Zachariah's bed, and basically dictated to him. He also went into a statement about how the Vatican would pass and pass back and forth between Zachariah Sitchin and themselves. They had obviously a liaison, alien artifacts and alien writings, and uh, also kind of like a, a, a code breaker. And so that's that's what is interesting right now because we're seeing aliens, we're seeing all the NASA lies that were told over decades now coming forward. There's life on this planet, maybe life on that planet. There was never water on Mars. Now we find there's water on Mars. Europa has underground oceans. You know, Neptune has strange this, strange that. Um, you know, Alpha Centauri too far, but there's a a new one. Uh, what is it? Alpha Proximi or something like that. So. What's happening is revelation. This is what the book of Daniel talked about. Knowledge would one run to and fro and, and seal it up, Daniel, for the knowledge is yet, you know, for the knowledge is yet for an appointed time. 
can't say that word. So when people ask me, how do we know we're in the last days? It's really simple. It's not that they've already happened, because even the preterists and the, uh, you know, the amillennialists and some of the people that uh, believe the book of Revelation has already happened, it, they don't get the fact that the technology never ever existed for the mark of the beast. They never, none of them, not a, not a single one of the people that said the book of Revelation has already passed, ever embraced to my knowledge or wrote about transhumanism, uh, genetic engineering, genetic Armageddon, uh, xenogenesis, CRISPR technology, all these things from the time Francis Crick announced the uh, you know discovery uh, of DNA, all that stuff had been known. I said on Coast to Coast the other day in uh, the late, when Francis Bacon wrote, uh, you know, uh, the New Atlantis, how did he know about all the ancient technology? Well, they got it from a previous higher technological civilization. Go look up Francis Bacon and the New Atlantis. And then what's important for people to understand now is this. There used to be a doctrine, it's, a, it's an invalid doctrine, but that God has professional clergy and that, you know, the people can never know him on their own. That's not true. That's the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which God says he hates. By allowing people to have access to the Word of God, and this was after the Reformation, and to read, that's when that famous statement that's out of the uh, Bible, the just shall live by his faith, the just shall live by faith. So what happens is when people control the history of the past, Orwell said it, they who control the past determine the future. My statement, just to build off that, is they who control the past control the future. But what are they all trying to hide? Well, basically, they're trying to hide the true biblical history of, it goes right back to Genesis 6. There were giants in those days before the flood and after those days, when the sons of God saw that the daughters of earth were fair and came unto them. The typical response to that has been, well, giants don't have sex. Jesus, or, I mean, angels don't have sex. Jesus said in heaven they are neither given or taken to marriage. And I said, yep, that's heaven. We're talking about earth. Why do you think they call them the fallen ones? So, which brings me to Exodus. In praying about this thing that's going on with Donald Trump, and, and I'm telling you, brother, I mean, seriously, people absolutely are, are, and I'm talking about Christians, okay? I'm talking about Christians that have made the dumbest statements I've ever heard in life. Let me give you an example. I mentioned a former friend who I'd gotten into a pretty heated argument with in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. His friend has been a good friend. He actually worked for me two separate times over 20 years. But when he made this statement, and this is the mindset, well, there have always been martyrs, and, uh, you know, and so it's just going to be. And then that made me a little frosty. And then he said we should attack Russia. And I went into the stratosphere, and I think probably I was the cheapest entertainment that that fancy restaurant in Jackson Hole had on the upper floor, okay? And I'm not kidding you, Doug. I mean, I knew that, uh, you know, Vesuvius would seem tame because he was as ingrained in his position. We should attack Russia. I said, do you have any clue? See, this is the thing I want people to get at. They make World War III seem like a video game with a reset button. World War III, goodness, by the grace of God, it won't happen until the Lord's ready. But here, here's my question. I said, Lord, when will the final revealing of the sin's leaders be the tipping point for the launch, okay? 
And again, I got the same thing I got before, trying to get specific dates. He said, when all that could have heard and would have heard have heard the lateness of the hour. And that, you know, I think that really some awakened everlasting life and others awakened everlasting damnation. But as I was praying about Donald Trump, it bothers me that all these, how do I say this, subhuman entities that came out of the pond, and I'm not talking, I'm not giving Trump a free ride on any of his attitude towards women. Uh, by the way, most women would be surprised that, uh, uh, you know, it, it, it's way bigger than that, but the one who's the biggest um, provocateur of women and, the, and just denigrating women was Epstein, Bill Clinton's friend, and, and Bill Clinton, and all of their rides to the exotic sex islands and the exotic places where, guess what, minors are at. Remember, you went Jeffrey to Epstein, Right. Jeffrey Epstein, Lolita Express, the number, yep. Steve. And, and this has come come out now, the number of, of junkets taken by uh, Bill, the predator, sexual predator Clinton, is far greater than what has been reported. Jeffrey Epstein, of course, served time uh, for his um, dalliances, criminal dalliances with minors. So this is not a speculative. This is absolutely proven, and, and yet we're stuck on stupid with with this uh, with the, with this other crap with uh, Donald Trump. Go ahead. Sir. Sure. So let me let me explain what's going on. Do you remember who Obama was portrayed at in the Middle East as he came into prominence as the first black president? Who did they dress uh, him up as? Akhenaten. Yep. The Pharaoh, okay? Now, anybody that does that should know their Egyptian mythology. A Pharaoh was a descendant of the gods, okay? And a Pharaoh was not seen or even approached in any just earthly realm. He was approached in the heavenly mystical realm. He was God. So the Pharaoh that Moses was up against is kind of cool. Moses was up against a man who believed he was God. God used a man who knew who the real God was to go and challenge Pharaoh's authority. When you challenge Pharaoh's authority, stuff happens, okay? Now listen, 15 times in the Old Testament, the word hardened, and he hardened Pharaoh's heart. God hardened Pharaoh's heart. When I looked at that word, it literally means he strengthened his resolve to absolutely hate and to... be given over to his own idolatry that he was God, and no God of the Hebrews was going to uh, challenge him. So in Exodus 7.13 and 7.14, it said this, And he hardened Pharaoh's heart, that he hearkened not unto them, Moses and Aaron, as the Lord had said. You know, as you follow this narrative in the book of Exodus, and the, and the Lord told him, but he won't listen. And the Lord said unto Moses, Pharaoh's heart is hardened. He refuses to let the people go. 722, And the magicians of Egypt did so with their enchantments, and Pharaoh's heart was hardened. Neither did he hearken unto them, Moses and Aaron, and, Moses and Aaron as the Lord had said. Exodus 8.15, but when Pharaoh saw that these uh, that there was respite, he hardened his heart and hearkened not unto them, as the Lord had said. So in any, when God is moving, the slightest uh, period of non-movement, people go back and revert to their old ways. Exodus 8.32, and Pharaoh hardened his heart at this time also, neither would he let the people go. Exodus 9-7, And Pharaoh sent, and behold, there was not one of the cattle of the Israelites dead, and the heart of Pharaoh was hardened, 
and he did not let the people go. Well, it goes on and people know 15 times until guess what? In his anger and rage to destroy that which God had called Moses and Aaron to do to lead the children of Israel out of Egypt in the promised land. His hatred was that which ultimately destroyed him. He failed to see the, the if you will, the parting of the Red Sea until it was uh, he was in the middle of it. I'm afraid that's where a lot of professing Christians, whether they're real or not, that's God's call. But they're they're hardening their hearts to the pleadings of Almighty God to repent. They're hardening their hearts. We're hardening our hearts to the statement, "Get right with Jesus." Somebody said, what does that mean? It means simply turn away from your known sin. If you've got habits and you need deliverance, get deliverance. If you, uh, you know, need uh, uh, a time with Jesus, I want to share something. I believe there are places for biblical counseling. No questions asked. God's given wonderful counselors understanding. But in order to begin to even get into this realm of supernatural healing and deliverance from evil spirits, I want everybody who is troubled by things in the night, by things from their past, by entities, uh, ghosts, goblins, whatever it is, little creatures, etc., to go to YouTube and watch Derek Prince's Breaking Curses. Derek Prince, D-E-R-E-K-P-R-I-N-C-E, especially generational curses. I don't think, Doug, we yet understand everything that goes on in DNA. I don't think we understand that an emotion, a tear of brokenness, of loss, of anger, of frustration, of elation, the entire human response in every realm, whether it's physically, uh, spiritually, is stored up on that tear. You've heard it said that one strand of DNA could hold the entire Library of Congress. Now they're even going to smaller scales. What they're going to find out at the final stage, in my opinion, before Jesus comes, it's like a fluid river, and the smallest becomes the largest, and the largest becomes the smallest, and I can't go into the quantum physics of what I'm trying to say, but what I'm saying is this. I believe every time CNN, Communist News Network, in my opinion, I believe in the uh, uh, NBC, in my opinion, nothing but crap. CBS, uh, Christ-bashing supreme, in my opinion. Uh, you know, ABC, always bashing Christians, in my opinion. I believe what we're seeing here is a complete disrobing of the secret, uh, if you will, mouthpiece of hell, the controlled mouthpiece of hell, in which six corporations control all of the news media and feeds. So I believe, here's what I believe, I believe that the more they come at Donald Trump, the more dirt that they try and dig up on him, it's going to backfire. And why is God doing this? He's answering his people's prayers. Look to the event and not the person. I personally pray that Donald Trump has an angel, uh, God sends Michael, or, or, or more importantly, God sends Jesus, and something happens to transform his life. Listen, the last Trump of God, I don't know if that literally means this is the last presidential election. I don't know if we escape the attack on the different cities, which we'll go to in the next hour, and please, Doug, make sure we get those covered. Uh, we're, we're at a point now 
where the Russians have been double-crossed. Because at the, even though Obama was trained as a Russian defector said, even though he sat under absolute rabid communist teaching from Alinsky and Reverend Wright and others, in my opinion, the thing is is that we're watching now uh, something that no one could ever have imagined except God revealed it to him, that there would be this, if you will, onslaught of radical Islam butchering the people of the end days to try and bring about their uh, Messiah, the Mahdi, and in order to bring about the Mahdi, they must generate World War III, a nuclear world war. Dmitry Dudeman had a vision, and, and it showed before the Russian president at that time was elected, or the Chinese, and he described them at that time. This was years before. They had a historic meeting a year later. I think it was actually the year Dmitry died. But they said, I think it was something like this, isn't word for word, but we will not allow the United, the United States to control their new world order. We will have a new world order of our own. Have you ever read that one, Doug? Yes. And, and and these are in handsofhealth.com, or people put them up, uh, Dimitri, or Dimitru, D-I-M-I-T-R-U, Dudeman, D-U-D-U-M-A-N, Prophecies. And go and look uh, at that. Yeah, well, well, you know what, Steve, we're gonna, we'll put up a link uh, to, to his website, because from, his, from that site, you can get all the prophecies. Am I correct on that? Yes, sir, you can. Okay, all right. Go ahead, sir. I'm sorry. No problem, but I guess, Doug, that's the thing that uh, that is astonishing to me. Everybody's looking for moral perfection, but obviously they're not looking in the mirror to see their own uh, nakedness unless they're covered with the blood of Jesus. Everybody wants something they can't have. I, I maintain if Jesus came in a business suit and he were to run for president, I maintain that the slander against him and that the accusations against him would be so great that you would have to, at the end of the day, go, wow, that man is no ordinary man. And I'm not saying in any way, shape, or form, because certainly enough, someone's going to say, Quayle says Trump is like Jesus. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is anyone who takes a stand for righteousness, and, and what righteousness means, doing that which is right, is going to be ridiculed and scorned. Our military is going to be defeated badly. I'm not a psyops. I'm not a Tokyo Rose. I've said it for five years. When we come back, Doug, please ask me to read that word the Lord gave me about the, the military making war on his people. We're watching that the entire ISIS, the entire ISIL, the entire Al-Qaeda, Muslim Brotherhood, has all been funded from the United States with one purpose, to destroy Christianity, to destroy Christianity worldwide, to destroy Christianity worldwide, to destroy you, to destroy your way of life, to destroy your children, to destroy your families, to destroy everything that made. They are the destroyer, and Abaddon is their prince, and he rules from the slaughterhouse. I can't make it any plainer than that, Doug. Amen, brother. I mean, I mean that, that's strong. You're absolutely correct. You know, um, we are today. I mean, where we're at today. Well, I mean, I mean you said it, but go, go ahead. I mean... It, <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, can I say something? It's it's overwhelming, but it wasn't difficult. The only thing here's here's what I'm I'm seeing too. Okay, I do not believe. Mark this down. That there is a political solution to a spiritual problem. Amen. I believe Donald Trump will give a timeout of God's judgment. I don't know how long it will last. I don't know if he will stay alive in office. I pray he does, and so do others. But if, if by any reason he gets to be president, and we make it through no martial law, etc., they will do everything unless the senators and congressmen who have gone along with everything are voting it out. This is no longer uh, a video game controller. This is no longer a rah-rah session. This is no longer eat popcorn, drink beer, and cheer for your famous uh, uh, National Foolish League. And, and look at the sports, Doug. Let me share this. A day will come, and I've already said this, when the Bible ownership in this country, I don't know how long we have, I don't know how long God gives us a reprieve, but in any football game, this is about it that I know for football, the umpire can call for or the ref, I guess it's a ref, can, that's how little I know. Uh, the ref can tall, call for a timeout, can he not? Okay. In football? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean... Uh, well, a team can, but I guess... Yeah, yeah I guess or a team can. can. I mean, I don't know. But anyway, the, even though the game is supposed to go for an hour, it can go longer, can it not? Same thing with baseball. Oh, it does, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yeah. So yeah. that's all I'm saying, okay? Events will determine the time. Not the, People are looking for the time for the event to happen. It works in reverse. That was a that's revelation a I got. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, yeah. that's a very good analogy. Yeah, okay. Yep. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, we'll hold, that, hold that thought right there, because when we come back, we're going to be talking about the uh, uh, military warring oh, thank you, on Uncle God's Pine, people. Uh, yeah, and uh, but folks, you're listening to Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com. On this Monday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, we got one more hour with Steve. When we come back, we're going to touch on a number of these issues he talked about and, and hopefully some more. He's on fire. We now. are uh, huh? definitely in turbulent times, and it might not appear that we're in turbulent times, both politically and spiritually, but you got to pay attention, and it's, you know not even in between the lines anymore. It's right in your face. Folks, we'll be right back with Steve from stevecole.com right after this. Monday edition of the Hagman and Hagman Report, and we are going to get into uh, some interesting things in this last hour about the Christians coming under attack by a military power and the... Well, Steve was shown, I mean, Steve has it, a military making war on God's people. This is something Steve talked about, was shown, given the word, you know? Yeah, and, and there's been a war on, on God's people with the inventions of the different forms of media we see ever since they've been able to put extra voices in your head and give you other people's opinions other than your own and uh, what's between you and the Lord. They've been able to influence us in the way we think and what we, uh, the way we understand things. And 
it's been more subtle than uh, anything, you know, uh, from the 1900s to the 1960s, 70s, but now it is just in your face. They don't even try to hide it. Even the globalists, the stuff of conspiracy five years ago is uh, admitted by these people now, and they act like nothing's wrong with it. And we are going to see the same in the spiritual war, and we are seeing the same in many cases in the spiritual war. And it's only going to continue to get worse. Go ahead, Steve. Well, this was a prophecy, and and listen, I'm not a prophet. I want to make this clear. The testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. I am not a prophet, and and I have never said that. Have you ever heard me say that once, okay? The Bible says you may all prophesy, okay? That's the, I'm not talking about the office of a prophet, okay? So I am not one. Uh, one lady took great offense and said, you call yourself a watchman? I said, no, ma'am, I didn't. That's what God called me. Well, how do you know that? I said, well, simply because he, I met him face to face. You lying, you liar, you never saw Jesus. Or my favorite is, why would Jesus appear to you? I'm a much better Christian. My answer to that guy was, you certainly are, sir, because I'm not a good Christian. I'm not a better Christian. I'm a redeemed Christian. I am an absolute gutter rat that God chose to redeem from the uh, guttermost to the uttermost. So I just want to make this clear. This is on the 6th of February, 2011. Hear, O land of the broken covenant, for I have a controversy with America. To the Pentagon. Now remember, Doug, this is five years ago. I am against your plans to make war against my people and my land. Is it a small thing in your eyes for you to make war against me, saith the Lord? You trust in the technology of the fallen ones and the hidden and secret weapons that you believe will keep you safe. Has it not dawned on you that as you study in your war colleges that betrayal and destruction have come from traitors within and armies without? I submit to you the Congress, the Senate, and the uh, presidency, and the foreign armies, uh, Russia, China, and all the other United Nations armies, just basically sit, sitting here ready for whatever it is that lets them go. The son of perdition has been a liar since the beginning of time. And as all empires before you have fallen, literally in the pages of history, so is yours. Your lives in an instant will flash before you. Repent and turn away from your evil schemes. Just as Judas sold my son Jesus out for 30 pieces of silver, so you have sold me out. For it is I, the living God, who gave you the victories over your foreign enemies when you sought to preserve that which was just. Are you so deceived and seduced that you cannot see the illuminating ones, well, you know, the evil ones, will utterly consume you, and their promises will fail to give you your expected outcome? Here's one, Doug, that will only mean what it means in full understanding now because of the times we live in. To the gate openers, as in Stargates, I ask you a simple question. Who do you think bound the demons and the fallen angels that you seek so feverishly to loose in the first place? For for it was I, the living God, out of a love for my creation, mankind, that bound them at the first time and will seal them in the chains of the final time. The promise of eternal life apart from me will not deliver you from my wrath and from my judgments. And now I say to you, my generals, my colonels and captains, and all those who still call themselves by my name, to the fighting men and women, let not your hearts be troubled. For I will strip the veneer off those who feign to serve me, so you can see the evil one's plans behind those who send you to your death. The time
time is at hand that you will have to do what I have put in your heart to do. You'll have to resist the orders that have been given to you to destroy your brethren with all that is within your reach. I will lay out plans clearly before you in dreams and visions and the ho and holy angelic encounters. For I, the Lord, will protect and provide for your families as you seek me in prayer and fasting and seek me with all your hearts. There's no way anybody said that at that time in 2011. Again, Doug, I remember giving this on your show. I think I've done it maybe twice, maybe three times. You guys would know. But oh, yeah. all yeah. I can tell you is that was met with absolute derision, contempt, yeah. anger, threats. I was, go, I was told to go F off by an admiral. I don't think he liked me much. <laughs> the bottom line is, and when I tell people this, I think they think, well, he's just making a metaphor, a creative license. Uh-uh. I'm not. You can either believe that's true or not believe it's true, but I have nothing to gain. You know, what do I gain by this? Okay. I gain, what, recognition? Not I don't quite. want recognition. <laughs> that's a, and, and what do I gain? Okay, I get migraines. Somebody says, well, you're not taking enough magnesium. Ma'am, you don't know spiritual warfare. I get also, you know, attack from without, attack from within. Every day it's a new, uh, and I'm not feeling sorry for myself. Hey, it comes with the territory. And then I get people saying, well, you need to tell people how to build their arcs. And to that guy, you sent me an email today. And people say, you shouldn't even address your detractors. Oh, yeah? Wait until you have to step into the battle for a brother, sister, or the anonymous cowards that, uh, you know, slander Doug and I incessantly across the Internet. Of course, they're anonymous, and, and some not so anonymous. But here's the deal. Why don't you all grow up who claim to be Christians? Because I can tell you this, and I've said this before, that I have seen hell. And I didn't see people in it, but I heard the screams of the damned. I absolutely saw the hopelessness, despair. I was in black tar, and the tar was in me, and there was no hope. In, in that minute, that glimpse, I was at my bed. I had an actually champagne-colored velour couch, and you'll love this. I lived at 1313 South Forth, and I just said, God, I can't believe in hell. Show me if there's a hell. Well, I think the Lord wanted to honor that, so in the days ahead in my calling, I could warn, you know, warn the people that what was going to be taking place. Hell is very real. Weeping and gnashing in te of, ne of teeth is not a good uh, future. Now listen to this. This was given in 2014, and uh, this is the early morning hours upon waking. I think it was right about the time, uh, two weeks prior to the Whitestone Conference. This may be on video, and no offense, Doug, I don't know what is and what isn't anymore. Because I, I don't, when I say I don't care, I care about the message, but I don't care where it ends up because it's all over the place. To the right. daughter of Babylon and the great whore who sits on many waters, my fury and wrath is about to be unleashed upon your land and the high priests and priestesses who have brought destruction upon your country. You have been sold into slavery and you shall not remember the freedoms of yesteryear as my hand of blessing and protection is lifted. Like a termite-eaten foundation, crum foundation crumbles, so have your freedoms and blessings been chewed away by the unrelenting appetite and greed of those who you voted for, who have declared their hatred and contempt for all that is just and pure. Gee, who does that sound like? O oh, nation poised for destruction. 
How's that, Doug? O nation poised for destruction. You have, you have broken the covenant of life I made with your forefathers, and whom I blessed with a nation unlike any other in the history of the world. The penalty for idolatry has always been destruction, as the fallen ones and their followers can only produce death. The great blood feast of the evil one is fully underway, and soon everything that has been a blessing will turn upon you in an instant and become a curse. Your sweet water will turn bitter, and where they were once a source of refreshing, they will turn sour and disappear. The bounty of your fruited plains will turn to dust as starvation takes hold. All the medical advances that once prolonged life and cured those diseases of long ago was this, will be released by he who only comes to kill, rob, and destroy, and those who willingly yield themselves to eternal damnation. To my people who sit silently, compromising with the powers of hell. do Here's one, Doug. I mean, again, you get mad, take it up to the Lord in prayer. Did you say that, God? Did you really say this to that man? Did you really say it? Fill in with your favorite word of contempt for me. But then you may be surprised the answer you get. Do you not know your silence is acquiescence to your own slaughter? Doug, those words haunt me, okay? Those words propel me. Though my tongue wants to shut up, believe me, as much as my critics wants me to shut up, I actually agree with my critics. I would like to shut up also. I would like to not have to deal with them any longer. Life would be easier. Yeah, it would. But how about this? One more time. Do you not know your silence is acquiescence to your own slaughter? Life and death is in the power of the tongue. As you fail to declare my word and stand for righteousness, you surrender to those who will destroy you, abandoned by the prince of hell who has deceived you. Friendship with this world is enmity with the living God. Peace at any price is a lie. Compromise is destroying you both of your earthly blessings and will keep you from your eternal reward that I have promised you in my word. Now, how about this? How about this, ladies and gentlemen? Now I'll speak of the graven images you have set up and allowed in your land, whether Egyptian, Babylonian, or Greek idols. I will smite the land of idols with great quakes which will alter all life as you've ever known it. The statue of the evil ones in the center of your country will bow before me, even as the statue of Dagon did before my holy ark in the Philistine temple. As the earth opens its mouth, I will bring down the vanity and lying lips, along with the pomp and splendor of your highest officials who worship the Father of lies. We may be seeing that right now. Their secret oaths and ceremonies, along with their covenants with the Prince of Hell, of the Prince of Hell, who I will make known and judge. The burnt offerings of my little ones were thrown in the arms of Molech. Will I avenge, I'm sorry, will I avenge for their unquenchable desire for blood? I'm sorry, I will avenge, my eyes are blurry, uh, for their unquenchable desire of blood. And soon will be met with the very blood of those who slaughtered the innocents, and then burn their little bodies as an act of underworld worship. Repent, stand fast. The power of my might infused with the power of my Holy Spirit and the authority that I have given to you. The only reason that evil triumphs is because my people failed to stand against it in my name. Let not dominion sin have dominion over you. I have given you the victory if you will but appropriate it by faith and power by the blood of the Lamb. These things are on my website. This prophecy was with three yellow sheets because the only thing I had when the Lord gave me that was basically three yellow sheets of paper. So that's what I called it. So if you want to know, well, why would it be called that? Simple, because they didn't have any white legal sheets, okay? So, Doug, here's what I'm trying to say tonight. 
we are at a very difficult point in the history of this country. I want to refresh, uh, and Joe, if you want to sign in on this one, I'd like to hear you. If, according to all of the Russians who have defected, whether it was Viktor Suvorov inside the KGB, whether it was, you know, uh, Bezmiansky, Bezmanov, all the, there's all kinds of these guys that have, uh, you know, the thing is, is that it's all coming into play now. And people challenge Albert Pike's World War Three vision and claim he wasn't, that Masons don't believe in that. But look, it doesn't matter who wrote it. They're going by that playbook of unleashing a world war where the Muslims, Christians, and Jews fight against each other until the pure doctrine of Lucifer can come forward. By the way, obviously in Morals and Dogma, they talk about Lucifer, and I get tired of defending the fact that people say, well, Lucifer's not Satan. Oh, yes, he is. He was Lucifer. He became Satan. I read it in the, the scripture, and Lucifer, oh, how, how art thou fallen, O Lucifer, son of the morning, you know? Who fell out of heaven? Well, gee, guess what? The same guy that's going to show up on earth. So, you know, uh, Joe, your take on this, and I want to refresh everybody's mind. Is there any other way to explain the presence of foreign troops in all the U.N. vehicles here and the Obama administration making the statement that they're going to yield our sovereignty, probably already have by treaty, and also, also allow the gun grab that Michelle Obama said her husband's going to enact before he leaves office? And also, the final thing I'm going to say is take over every law enforcement agency in the country, state or federal, and put in U.N. troops. I got news for you. You say, well, I don't have to ask you uh, uh, because you need to read me my rights. And they will go, ah, you have one right to die. Bang, you're dead. So, you know, the idea of, uh, you know, this group hug, Kumbaya, love fest of Chrislam, Christian merging with Islam, the Pope kissing the Quran and other parts of the devil's anatomy is so heinous for, for I, I run out of words, man. I have to invent them. I run out of words. It's beyond comprehension. Joe, you're, you're, you're $4 worth. Well, I believe uh, you know, what you're saying is absolutely true. The spiritual darkness has uh, encompassed people at all levels of power and all industries that and hierarchies that are related to power. And... You know, we've had several guests on in the last few weeks that talk about God's judgment on America and how this, you know, the laws that we see being passed are God's judgment. These policies that we see, uh, the administration, uh, there's just an article today about how even the Clinton campaign and, and the White House, uh, you know, work together for the Iran, the, the selling the Iran deal to the American people. And you're right, this is a, a religious conflict that we are seeing, and people need to understand that regardless of what color the, the troops are, whether they're U.N. troops, Russian troops, whatever, there is a spiritual agenda behind this. And, and it's, you know, the New World Order is going to be paved for the way of the Antichrist, and that's going to be done, you know, by by removing the Christians, by creating this, you know, one-world kumbaya false peace that we, that we uh, are seeing trying to be built from the... Uh, Vatican to the UN and they're going to get it done any way they can and make no mistake when you mentioned those uh, emails to Podesta about from the, the astronaut uh, when they're talking about the Anunnaki and Nibiru they're not talking about aliens as you mentioned you know this is the uh, whoever's masquerading as aliens these are the demons the, the spiritual darkness that are influencing these people and they will stop at nothing to complete their agenda to try to overthrow heaven yeah, I agree too. I mean, 
this is where we're at. Are, are, are we not at the, at, and Steve, I mean, are we not at the point of good versus evil manifesting itself here on earth, the war in heaven spilling onto the earth? And, and Christians, I mean, most people are not getting it, and including Christians. Many Christians are not getting it. Um, well, I would say the majority it, of people not getting it are the professing Christians, the church Christians. You know, I was talking to, oh, forgive me, Doug, this is critical. I was talking to someone that was, uh, I know, I, I can't use his name, but a very brilliant scientist, probably one of the smartest guys I've ever talked to, and I've talked to some smart people, but he told me what he was involved with, and believe me, let me just say this, as far as Alpha Century is from the Earth, so is his abilities. I, I, that is kind of a clue, but uh, and he was said they did, I think it was one of the, maybe George Barna or one of the uh, pollsters, it wasn't Gallup, 20,000 uh, respondents, they put people, survey takers, in the major uh, church parking lots. And the only question they asked them after they came out of the church in their car, what was the one thing the preacher said that you could take home with you? What was the one thing? They said less than 1% of 20,000 people could answer that question. What does that tell you? Uh, you might as well, and I'm saying this, you know, uh, I mean, business deals over bars, I don't drink, I'm not promoting it, but business deals over martinis, and I don't play golf. To In my world, uh, I could not play golf. You know, you don't play golf if you have, you know, all the three letters, OCD, ADD, or, you know, XYZ. But the point being is, is that the it shocked me okay it shocked wow. me would you have ever guessed that so what am i saying no. there's takeaway no. there's there's there, there people are having having ears they hear not having eyes well, they see not and the people without the eyes and the the eyes to see and the ears to hear then shake their fist at heaven and god simply answers does not he who created the eyes see do not i who created the ear hear you know Right. For the eyes of the Lord go throughout the whole land, searching, looking for those who are whose hearts are perfect towards Him. I'll tell you what, you know, it's it's a very dangerous time. David Langford, absolutely, you know, the last time he was on his show, or maybe two times ago with me, he said the last words of Jesus, Be ye not deceived. We read yes. tonight in the book of Revelation, you know, who deceiveth the whole world. And so that's that's something that uh, that people have got to understand, you know. Uh, it, it's it's Revelation twelve nine, and the great dragon. It's not talking about you know Casper the friendly ghost or whatever the great Erdogan the dragon, that old serpent called the devil and Satan. So the devil is really Satan, which deceives the whole world, which deceives the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels are cast out with him. I think that I'm coming to this conclusion, okay? Writing all this stuff, investigating all this stuff, uh, putting out now the videos. And by the way, pray for us, everybody, because we're we're going into production, filming, uh, by the grace of God, some of the most amazing stuff. Uh, the next DVD will be ten times better than the second DVD. It's it's going to be probably one of the most... Uh, 
That's Listen, if it melts do. my mind, <laughs> it's going to be important, so please keep us in prayer. We've already had them, they, the powers that be, the powers behind the cover-up, mess with one of our uh, people who is very knowledgeable and scared the pants off them. They won't meet with wow. us. So, you know, all I can tell you is it's real, you know, and again, all, all, you know, Doug, all I would like is for those who absolutely do nothing but criticize just to make a list of what they've done for the kingdom of God. There are authorities on everything, but they possess nothing. They can criticize everyone, but they don't do anything for everyone. They can basically flip us off, uh, uh, you know, do all the things they do, slander us, they accuse, accuse night and day. You see, can I tell you something, how you know the fruit from which someone speaks? When an accusation goes on night and day, year after year, and when people who are once your friends turn on you, and they'll do anything to kill you, they were never one of Jesus's. They weren't. Right. They can blame you, but it'll happen this way. Mark my words. The people who betray you on Sunday will be the ones that walked with you on Friday. And, and you know something, your Steve, friends. Yeah, you know, and, and the reason the reason that we talk about, or at least we talk about this, Joe and I do, it uh, it really surprised me initially because a lot of uh, where the criticism comes or where it arises originates is not from the the people that we would expect and and this is something as an investigator you're doing surveillance you you know you're, you're on a case you or, or if you're in a position you know you're looking for threats external threats and uh, you know um, uh, you you have an idea, of course, where the threats would come from. You never expect the threats to come from within. So this is why it surprised me so much uh, when you see the um, uh, the Christians within within our community within the body um, t- taking up positions, antagonistic positions against us. But the reason we talk about this is because I I've been I've been hearing from more and more people who are saying, you know, something. I've been betrayed by, uh, by my own family or by, by someone close to me. This is getting very personal now, not just to us. I mean, we're kind of like the canary in the coal mines, I think, uh, but I, I see people, normal, everyday, average people like us, but, but, you know, um, and not on the radio who are saying, you know, I put my faith and trust in someone, and, and they just they, they they turned on me. They stabbed me in the back. They they turned away from me. So I, this is why I think it's important. I think people, all of us, especially in the Christian community, have got to realize that um, the only the only faith that we could put, I mean, is our faith in God and trust trust in God. Because, man, um, you know, it's a battlefield out there. Right. I want to make I want to make a real clarification. This will help everyone. If anybody ever bases their argument or makes this statement, run a hundred miles an hour away. Well, God knows my heart. He certainly does, and he condemns every human heart in unbelief. And he knew what was men's heart, wickedness. Unless we get a new heart through regeneration, through the Spirit of God, when I hear that, run. They, I, I'll give you a good example. I, don't, I had an incident recently where someone with tears in their eyes six months ago said they'd take a bullet uh, uh, for me, and you know God called them to stand with me and protect me. Now they can't wait to put a bullet in me. So, you know, let let me just share this. Trust no man. I have told everybody since I've been on talk radio, and I want to reiterate it. Don't trust me. Take it to the Word of God. Take it to prayer. Now, I understand there's one lady on YouTube who says, I took it to prayer, and God told me Steve Quayle's not a Christian. 
Well, so tell me then what a Christian is, and tell me what Jesus says a Christian is. And it came down to she didn't like one of my answers to uh, something about Israel or the Jews or something, okay? Or I've been called a Jesuit. That's funny. I just put out, you know, uh, produced probably the most uh, explicit anti-Jesuit uh, DVD that's out there showing the real control in the world and the alien ET agenda. Oh, and it will affect you ladies and gentlemen forgive me it's already infecting you unless you get a transformation through jesus and i mean that doug i'm using the word infecting like a virus yes yes and And i can't wait go go ahead people need to understand it's not just the uh you know the spirits of darkness the demons the evil that affects people it's worldly things that infect people too and you can think that you know uh you know i'm a good person i do good things but you have to understand it's where your where your heart is, where your allegiance lies, and wh- how you spend your time. And, and as but it's said, not, how you're, but it's not God knows my heart. It's where your heart is. Right, but there is yeah, no such thing, right. Joe. I want to make this clear, you guys out there, because I, we've got to stick with the word. There is no such thing as a good Christian. There is no such thing as a good person. When the people came to Jesus and called him good master, he said, he said, call no man good, save your Father which is in heaven, okay? Jesus, the Son of God, wouldn't even allow that to apply to him, though it does. Okay. But he right. always right. gave the glory to God. Please, no one ever say, well, I'm a good Christian. You're not. You are a redeemed one, okay? That, that's right. People, is good, good, yes. People are in the yeah, world, and they, and they think that, and we're coming up against yep. the break, Steve. But that's an important okay. distinction, though. That, that's a very important distinction. You're right. Absolutely. Folks, we're talking to Steve Quill from stevequill.com. We will be back for our third and final segment right after this. Stay with us. Do not go anywhere. Stay tuned. Steve Quayle, in this segment, final segment for this broadcast, Steve Quayle from stevequayle.com uh, is a good friend, and I'll tell you something, he's been uh, he's been on the front lines of this battle for longer than I've been alive. Well, not quite, but you get the idea. I mean, he's he's the guy. He's the guy that's been, been on the front lines. Uh, it's interesting because what we've been talking about is, is really the, the, the mix between the, the good, well, the evil, um, but the, the mix between the, uh, heavenlies and, and what we're seeing manifest in the earthly realm. It's interesting too. A Clinton campaign email released as part of the, uh, WikiLeaks data dump earlier today talks about the need to maintain political power. Listen to this. By producing an unaware and compliant citizenry. And this was sent to Hillary Clinton's Campaign Chairman John Podesta, that you know, 
dweeb by former Clinton administration official Bill Ivey back in March 13, 2016. And Ivey was the uh, NEA, the National Endowment for the Arts uh, uh, chairman during Clinton's second term. But see, we're the sheep. We're the sheeple. All right, and, and this uh, this is perfect for what Steve has been talking about. Keep us in the dark, you know. Uh, again, just uh, producing un, uh, uninformed and compliant citizenry, and uh, there it is, Steve. Uh, final segment. So, man, just just take it however you want to take it, wherever the spirit God leads. Just go for it, right? Okay, now, I'm going to give out the. 13 states, okay? I don't have a sense of my spirit that these are all the cities. These are the only ones that the Lord gave me within the 13 states. You know what came into my heart immediately after this? Like, look, it took me a while to wake up, maybe two days, uh, you know, from just sleepless nights and, you know, everything that goes on in my head in the night. Trust me, you wouldn't want to get in there. It did seem like, you know, the starship bars going into hyperspace or something. But on the third, I'm going to give you the the background on this, and I'll go right into this, uh, the states and the cities. My This is on my website on dreams and visions. By the way, people that don't believe that in dreams and visions, and you don't believe the book of Acts, and probably you don't believe much of the Bible, you know, because God says that he will pour out his spirit upon all flesh, that people are going to prophesy, people are going to dream dreams on his handmaidens, people are going to prophesy. So the Holy Ghost, see, the problem with the Christians is that they became natural. They were meant always to be supernatural in coming to the world with the Word of God and the power behind it. Now, because of their apathy and indifference, the devil comes in his power, and the Satanists know that Satan's power is real. The Christians don't know or really don't believe that God's power is real. So listen to this. My vision of Medusa's head of snakes rising over American and world capital cities destined for soon coming destruction. This morning at 4.30 a.m., I was awakened first with the following words. People are openly giving themselves over to demonic entrance, even having secret sessions and ceremonies to invoke these entities to inhabit their bodies. There will be new, out-in-the-open acknowledgement that it's cool to have sex with the demons, resulting in a whole new cult of evil. Immediately after these words were given, I immediately saw multiple gorgon heads, that's like Medusa, of snakes coiling up around major cities across the world, but primarily North America, Canada, and Mexico. People were announcing their birth names and taking on the names of the demons that they so willingly embraced and who now dominated their personalities as each snake wrapped its body around a city, targeted for destruction. Another snake, okay, another would join, and then another until nothing but a ball of snakes was left, and then flash, they were destroyed in an instant. All that were formerly humans got more monster-looking in their appearance and turned into non-thinking entities. I was given the name of 13 states with their specified cities, which uh, will face their soon-coming destruction. SQ, meaning me, as always, take this in all dreams and visions of the Lord Jesus. Seek him for his wisdom, direction, provision, and protection. Now is the time to get right with Jesus through repentance and surrender to him as Lord and Savior. Pray for the discerning of spirits, which is a gift of God's Holy Spirit. Now, here are the... Here, I'm only going to deal with the U.S. ones. I, that, that's what I feel free to release tonight. I'll do the other ones out of, of the European cities. The 13 were in the United States. Oh, I didn't finish my statement, Doug. OCD kick, kicked in. How many states did we originally start out with in this country? 
13, 13 colonies. colonies. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I didn't know that. You follow, I mean, I knew it, but I never thought about that. So I'm, I'm going around, going to sleep, thinking about this. All of a sudden, bingo. Isn't it interesting? We started with 13. Do we end with 13? I don't have an answer on that, okay? Here's, uh, and I'm just going down the West Coast, now I'll head over to the East Coast. I can't say this is total. I can't say it's all. This is just what I've been given. Washington State, Seattle, Oregon, Portland, California, San Francisco, gone, L.A. gone, San Diego gone, Palm Springs gone. And for the record, Henry will not, Henry Groover will not tell me the states or the cities he's not allowed to walk in, but I kind of got the inference that uh, California was a big no walking for Henry, okay? This was interesting. New Mexico, Albuquerque, Arizona, Phoenix, Nevada, Las Vegas. Chicago was really impressed upon me. New York City. Now, here's what was interesting, too. Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and Key West. Louisiana, New Orleans, Texas, Houston. South Carolina, no cities given. Virginia, no cities given. So, I don't know if that means total. I don't know what that means. Now, take it to the Lord in prayer. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Because, again, obviously, I know there are, you know, Navy bases in Virginia. I think there's, you know, military bases, South Carolina. I didn't get anything on North Carolina, which I thought I might. That doesn't mean they will escape. It just means I didn't get anything. So, you know, that's that's the warning that I want to give to everyone. And why should they listen to me, okay? Because simply this, you probably don't read, and I'm not saying you should. I mean, a lot of people turn to my website because I put up a lot of stories that people don't read. I don't usually quote stuff from local papers unless it attenuates. I mean, I'm, I, I like foreign newspapers. I like The Guardian. I wish that some of the foreign newspapers didn't put all of their, you know, buxom beauties on the right-hand side like the London Daily Mail. And I mean, I cringe, but they have some of the best stories. So, you know, I, I think it's interesting. We pretend to be prudish and and, and there is a place for, you know, uh, uh, being able to blush. I'm not, that's God condemned a nation that couldn't even blush anymore. But look at the open, frank talk that's been on the front of Drudge, where one of Hillary uh, Clinton's staffers said, F, you know, off Trump. Or the meow word being used, you know, where one of one of uh, uh, Bill Clinton's mistresses, Jennifer Flower, accuses uh, Hillary of being a flat-out lesbian and having more to do with female anatomy than even Donald Trump and Donald, uh, not Donald Trump, forgive me, uh, Bill Clinton and Bill Clinton uh, basically echoing that statement in her hearing. Now, listen, ladies and gentlemen, if you're sleeping with a guy for a number of years and you have pillow talk and you're doing whatever you're doing, you're going to pick up stuff. So what? Donald Trump said 11. I'm not, look, I'm not ex excusing him. I'm only saying that, look, look, his words are not the same as his actions. And these devils in, uh, you know, the newsrooms across America are absolutely tearing him apart, yet they're excusing rape. They're excusing pedophilia. They're excusing absolute sexual aberrations and perversions because that's what we become, a nation. So, you know, we become become a nation, and, and the, I, I never thought I would see it, Doug, but Drudge used the P word so many times that, you know, I mean, they made, they, the statements from, uh, 
Clinton's rapees, I don't know if that, the women who are raped, okay? I believe rape is the ultimate violation against a woman, okay? And I am absolutely opposed to it. But we're all these dumbass newspaper companies, news, uh, news shows, when all of the, the, the Muslim women are being raped, they're being tortured, they're being eviscerated, they're being burned alive. They're being and, and, and they're being raped by so many men that they pray that God will kill them and not the real God of heaven, but Allah and, and their insides are on their outsides. Where are they? Where are they? Where are they? It's a nation of bull, you know what, okay? We become a nation so steeped in bull manure, we believe the bull manure, we bathe in the bull manure. Oh, and by the way, so does the Bohemian Grove, only they do it in each other's, you know, defecation piles. Are we a nation by Randy Conway? Are we a nation poised for destruction or a nation poised for instruction? Are we a nation voting for awakening or a nation for a darkening? Are we a nation poised for receiving or a nation poised for deceiving? Are we a nation whose God is a Lord? Are we a nation who is Babylon's whore? Can we remain a nation? My answer to that is no. A house divided against itself cannot stand. We will not stand. Look at Donald Trump as a, that God is the ultimate ref, okay? Shall not the judge of the whole earth do right? And if he gives us space to repent, his people, I'm not ready, Doug. You know, everyone else can answer this question for themselves. I'm not going to tell anybody, but I'm not ready for to face what all of the faithful are facing around the world, you know? Because, again, we think it only happens over there. Ladies and gentlemen, does it bother you that the very people that hate Donald Trump want to destroy 220 million people in the United States? Go to the Deagle, D-E-A-G-L-E survey. I think Susan Duclos put it up on her, Stefan put it up on one of their sites, and, and they, there's cause and effect, Doug. Uh, one of the stories they wrote about literally showed all of the contempt. Here's the thing. They believe, like Pharaoh believed, they're gods. They believe they're of a Merovingian bloodline. They believe a lie from the beginning. They believe that Jesus, the Jesus of Nazareth, had sex with Mary Magdalene and produced a, uh, a bunch of children who became, if you will, the hierarchy of Europe and then spread out through the rest of the world. One problem, that wasn't Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus' life can be accounted for. Now, there was a guy who came on the scene almost, what was it, 60 years after Jesus, uh, maybe 30, 60, Apollonius of Tyana. He said he was Jesus, and basically he was trying to out Bill Clinton. You know, so so the point is, is that, you know, that's just Sorry. a little historical yeah. bit there. So, you know, I mean, yes. it's just like this. I love this analogy. I don't care what color the mouse paints himself. I don't care what he says. I don't care how many times he denies he's a mouse. When you look into a cookie jar and a mouse is in there, beyond the shriek, you know this. That ain't no chocolate chip cookie, you know, or butterscotch or whatever, peanut butter cookie. It's a mouse parading as a, a 
chocolate chip cookie. Well, then I, I got to share this. May I share this other thing I got? I don't know why, and, and this doesn't happen. Maybe it's because of the lateness of the hour, but this usually doesn't happen to me. Uh, I, I had this, this and, and when I say a vision, it's a picture that paid out, the vision of rats, cheese, and vermin that I was given early in the morning. I think this was on the 21st. How many days ago is that? You know, 20 days or whatever. The visions start out with a Statue of Liberty being made of cheese. As I watched, rats of every shape and color all were gnawing away at the base of Liberty and swarming all over the statue. I saw rats in business suits, in boardrooms, banks, and all our highest offices of the land. While watching this, I saw entertainment rats doing tricks for the people so that their audience wouldn't see the statue being eaten up before their eyes. The political rats would protect, would protect the rights of the vermin, and people were no longer allowed to use rat traps or poison to rid their homes or country of the rats. As the rats left their waste across the landscape, disease and famine broke out, and the people started to get wise to the entertainment rats and flood the mainstream news circuses that had so enthralled them. But it was too late, as immediately before my eyes, a map and outline of the North American content came clearly into focus, and from ships and planes came a total onslaught of more ferocious rats let's see, from more ferocious rats from foreign nations who fanned out across the country. Every form of food was devoured as the insatiable appetite of the rats grew bolder and bolder. As the people died, the rats would feast on their dead bodies and even more virulent forms of disease increased. The pictures in my mind then turned to the ghettos of immigrants in Western Europe and the lack of sanitation and discarded garbage uh, and the discarded garbage which became infested and the once great cities of Europe became dead zones Zones, as the end, uh, dead zones, as the entertainment and news rats kept everyone looking at Europe in order to keep the people from seeing the rats uh, conf uh, conferred around their great boardrooms. Okay, I'm sorry, landscape. I use hyphens sometimes. As the rats conferred around their great boardrooms, bunkers, and bases, the head, rag the head rats were bragging about how they had destroyed the old civilization and would bring about their new kingdom of rats. When the food ran out, the U.S. rats realized it would be dinner for the foreign rats as there was nothing left to devour. But the lesser rats failed to realize that the New World Rat Order had arrived, and they were now the ones on the menu. Take this to Lord Jesus in prayer and ask him how to rat-proof your family, your lives, your substance, and God's plans for your life. I could not have made that up. Even my words, you know. But that's what I saw. And I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Willard, you know. But, I mean... It's pretty disgusting. And lo and behold, guess, guess what, Doug? I don't know which channel it's on, but there's some guy coming on who I think is a rat exterminator. Have you seen that ad for, I, I don't know that you watch TV or should or shouldn't. No. I'm just saying, but there's a movie on about the rats infesting the cities of America and what they're doing to try and, you know, get the rats out. Let me show something about rats. Rats that you let in willingly will not leave willingly. You need to take that to the Lord in prayer. We have a nation of demon rats, and we have a nation of Republican rats. Republicrats and Democrats, rats, okay? So it doesn't matter what the first, uh, you know, four letters, D-E-M-O-N or D-E-M-O-C or R-E-P, you know, R-E-P-U-B, L-I-C, you know, it doesn't matter if you got 
Democrats or Republicans. They still are rats, and they're going to eat everything. But guess what? They don't realize that the very people they've sold out to will ultimately have them for dinner and have them for lunch. Mm. Go ahead, Doug. No, I I mean, what do you say after that? I mean, there it is. Well, I hope you don't say pass the cheese. You know, that just wouldn't be good. <laughs> oh, Sorry, my God. You know, this is a heavy you night. Know, you know, it, it is, but uh, we know what our salvation, who our salvation is and where it lies. And, and we, uh, you know, Steve, I mean, dire times. And I've got to say, you you had taken a lot of flack coming out years ago, decades ago, talking about this very time. And even today, and I look at people, and I, or I read, the, you know, forums and such, and it's it's difficult for me to believe, Steve, that people don't really understand the times in which we find ourselves. They, they don't see our, our position in prophecy. And and I just, I, I don't get it, because, I mean, I mean look, I'm not the brightest well, I have an answer for you, bunch. Doug. I have an answer yeah. from, and, and, if people try and figure it out versus seeking the Lord, more people will spend time on forums or blogs or whatever you call them than seeking God. Yeah, exactly. When you when you, you seek yeah. the Lord, He will be found. I, I think I quoted that scripture. When you yes. look for Him with all your heart, mind, and spirit, or soul, you know, or might. Yes. So the thing is, is that what what we're up against, okay, is deception. Jesus said, and here here this will even help you. This will help Doug, help Joe, me, everyone who's listening in. You cannot undeceive someone once they're given over to deception. You can pray for them that God will intervene, and you can do all that, but you can't undeceive them, okay? Because there are different levels of deception, but when they get to a certain level, God gives them over. And that's where discernment comes in. Lord, is there still something left for me to to talk to? Does this person, and I'm not saying passing judgment, I'm just saying there are people who've hardened their hearts wanting to be right. I want to share the scariest dream that I had, and I haven't spoken publicly. Maybe I've kind of touched on it, because I had that one guy, remember who was at Whitestone? I've never heard from him since, that had all the tattoos, you know? Oh, yes, yes, but, yes. But... Yeah. yeah, but the Lord has has really been showing me something. Now, look, if you got tattoos, there's no. I'm not. I'm listen to me. You know, I'm not as speaking against that. But there's a new tattooing process going on, which is an invocation of the very spirit that's being outpictured from the occult tattooist mind. Okay, so the guy's basically a uh, medium, and they'll say, "I see a strange snake, a double-headed snake in your future." It's almost like fortune telling with ink, okay? (laughs) And so so that's that's what's going on. I saw literally that stuff coming alive, Doug. And and understand, if anybody's ever seen the movie Alien, if you haven't, don't go look at it. But probably one of the most uh, formidable scenes in that movie, the most gross scene, was when a human body became a host for this uh, alien creature that burst forth out of its stomach. Now it's been copied so many times, but it's kind of like, uh, you know, you don't have to look for the helicopter, you know, out of your belly belly button comes hell. So what I'm saying to people before you go and get inked or tatted up, be very careful because, again, and this does not apply to people that have tattoos. 
It may apply to some, it may not apply to others, but it is the nature of the tattoo and the tattooer, what do you call it, a tattoo artist, that there is a new level of what I would call, what would you call it, bursting forth tattoos that the outpicturing of the evil spirits are starting to basically, if you will, put thoughts in the mind of certain tattoo artists, and they're seeing these things, and it's not a normal thing. It is a spiritually wicked entity that they're, you know, putting on uh, bodies to uh, invoke the demons, but the demons aren't coming into them. They don't realize the demons are already in them. They're going to come out of them. Exactly. Exactly, my brother, and and thank you for for that. By the way, that was Lady Air Studio Dog. Just uh, uh, an image of uh, Hillary came on the monitor there, and uh, she didn't like that. So she also barks at dog commercials. Yeah, she does. Do you that have a too. male dog that when the picture comes on, the dog can go up and use the uh, TV as a fire hose, a fire uh, what do you call it? Uh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. No, it's no, no, it's no. a female a female dog, and, and and she's very astute when when the uh, I'm telling you, she really something about Hillary um, is as well as Obama. She really doesn't like either one. At UPS, uh, we we have late deliveries here as well. So, um, but we bring her to the studio every night. So uh, she's got a mouth off at least once per program. But Steve, you've done it. You've taken us to the end of the show, man. Appreciate it. And uh, what what a great show th- this was. Um, Th- thank you well, for, thank you, for, Doug, for really and, and laying please, I want everybody, everybody to pray about that scenario. If you get Amen. something else, you know, I, you know, and so be it. But again, I'm going to leave you with this. There are no such thing as good Christians. There are redeemed Christians. The obedient exactly. ones are the ones who trust God and trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus and to trust and obey. Good night, Doug. God bless everyone. Thank you, all of you who are praying for me. I'm thankful that God, I'm praying for you, that you be hidden in the secret place of the Most High God. I really do pray this for the listeners who love Jesus, that you'll be invisible to all evil. You'll be at the right place at the right time. God will be your protection. God will be your provider. God will absolutely lead you in the path that is right for Him, if you'll but Seek him with all your heart. Good night, Doug. Good night, Joe. Good night, night, Steve. Thank you. Thank you, brother. Wow. What a what a close. What a ouch. Halfway. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. What a what a close to uh, to to a wonderful appearance. And that's Steve Quayle, of course, from stevequayle.com. You know, uh, we we only have just a few minutes left of the program. We we have. just so everyone knows, and, and uh, we're going to be back with video tomorrow. But uh, uh, just so everyone knows, we are we are researching, and we're my, my daughter is working now uh, here. Um, my daughter Jackie, uh, but but we're we're putting a hundred and ten percent. We're a hundred percent. Let's be accurate here. Hundred percent into uh, doing a lot of research, a lot of uncovering of. Whether it's the emails or whether it is the other things taking place behind, of course, the veil of theatrics that we see with the debates. And think about um, all the stuff just in the last 30 days that have happened uh, up to the two debates, the leaks, the email leaks, the oh, just the, the disclosures. It's going to continue to get worse. It's going to continue to increase. We're going to see more dirt, I'm sure, on both Hillary and Trump and there's promises being made by you know different people. Oh, we're gonna long, we're gonna drop this or leak that, and 
I'm, I'm sure there's some stuff out there that's still to come. You know, I, I, I want to leave everyone with this. What's at stake here? I mean, you could talk about uh, uh, whatever gate, okay, trooper gate, water gate, file gate, I mean, whatever the gate might be with respect to Clinton. And you could throw mud against Trump. I mean, it's these... There's a whole bunch of stuff taking place, but really at the heart of it all is the destruction of our country. And, and this is what is being, uh, is being, the globalists are pounding for the destruction of our country. They're attempting to take this out because in order to enforce and enact a single global governance, they've got to take out the, uh, the United States. And at the epicenter, at the heart of the United States, of course, are the conservatives, but even more importantly are the Christians because at one once upon a time the christians in this country were the protectors the stalwarts in my view anyway the people who would stand up and say no this is wrong for example uh, uh you know abortion no it's wrong you know you, you you leave that bible in school you leave the 10 commandments up and somewhere along the line um americans got soft the christians got soft we became neutered we 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 were convinced that you know you can't fight city hall the tavistock institute of of uh, language linguistics have convinced us that uh, we have to change our language and of course you know the the, the whole idea behind change uh, everything language, yeah, exactly language, culture yes borders like yes. you say or yeah, uh, savage right. says savage but, right but but at, you know the, there there was a situation here United States United Nations of course being on U S soil uh, it's interesting uh, there was somebody who did a YouTube video um, there was an, uh, somebody who went to the UN and uh, somebody was wearing a Bill Clinton rape shirt you know that uh, mm-hmm. uh, Infowar cells they were turned away um, at a security checkpoint and said no no either turn the shirt inside out or or get the hell off our property now like it agree with it whatever this to me is an exhibit of what is coming if we have and i believe this is coming regardless but if 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 you throw hillary into the mix it's going to come in in a in in lightning i mean at lightning speed uh and um Trump, I think it's still coming, but I think he's a speed bump in the road of the globalists. All I'm saying is this. We are facing the destruction of the country we once knew. And, of course, our freedom is at stake, but even more importantly, the freedom of our children and our grandchildren. If you can go to bed tonight and 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 say, well... Hey, I'm I'm going to vote for Hillary Clinton because, well, I don't like what Donald Trump says. And to me, in my view anyway, and you could take issue with me however you want, then you are looking at your grandchild and saying, you know what? I don't really, I don't, I don't really give a damn if if you have the freedom that we had uh, and we enjoyed it with at, at one point. And that to me is the epitome of selfishness. And you will, you will, in my view anyway, you will have to answer for that, as will all of the detractors out there, all of the people who are busy, instead of preaching the word of God, instead of preaching the, the word and, and attempting to be truth bearers, are busy just ripping others down. Shame on you and to others. God bless you. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into tonight's program. And send Steve an email thanking him for his appearance tonight. I really think he'd appreciate that. Uh, He's been going through a lot. 
Absolutely. You know, send them an email of thanks. Tomorrow night, first hour open, and then we got a guest, uh, two Stephen guests, Stephen, economist Stephen Manking. Yeah, and, uh, uh, and then followed, yeah. followed by a, a special word, and then uh, we got a great rest of the week for you. Until tomorrow, stay safe, God bless, have a great night.